Good to go. Let's go. Boys. Yeah. Oh, the boys are here. They're nervous. They're calm. <laughs> Boysies. Get rarer. Why is this happening to me? Me. We're not getting Maccas and you can blame my son. Get <laughs> a few today, did you? It's great to contractually be obliged to be here. <laughs> Thank you. Is anyone going to listen to this or what? No, I actually don't know what, the, what happens in third grade. <laughs> you either get nude, get in the shower, or we're throwing all your crit gear in, bro. Jamma's like, no chance I'm going to bowl you. 19th century Pax Britannica. Fuck! I don't want a lot for Christmas. There is just one thing I need. I just want Pat Cummins winning the toss underneath my Christmas tree. I just want Warner Home Hundreds for my own. More than MJ will ever know. Please, Pakistan, make my wish come true. All I want for Christmas is to play twos. I don't want a lot for Christmas. There is just one thing I need. I just want Nathan Lyons sliding on with the arm underneath my Christmas tree. I just want a hometown bison for my own. Please, Pakistan, make my wish come true. All I want for Christmas is the riding on Aussie's shoes. Australia win by 360 runs in Perth. How did the pitch play? Where were the people? Why did I have the bowl, Bart? Why did I have the bowl? Is anyone happy? Is this good? There's mock IPL auctions, a shooting outside the England hotel room in the West Indies, South Africa, India, BBL, India, Australia, women's test. Aaron Finch joins us in the studio, on the couch. Hashtag Ask TJC about magic brownies. And here we are in our brand brand new studio Pezza. Merry Christmas to you, to yours, the thing you own. A little present from us to us this year, a brand new studio. And to you, mate, and to you and the thing you own. Times are tough. Times are tough. Yeah. Yeah. Hell of a week. Um, Very wonderful tribute from you there and a controversial tribute given that uh, it's more de rigueur, I think, in, you know, inside cricket circles to sort of, have a few question marks over the team. Well, uh, that's right. Soon as, as soon as they've ascended the mountain, you know, of Everest, Himalayas, whatever mountain range you want to call, mm-hmm. it's kind of de rigueur to be over it, you know, to blow the, the flies off your cheeks and to sort of start looking to uh, pastures new, faces mm. new, new trappings, mm. etc. Are we tired of fucking it? Yes. Are we tired of fucking the team? I'm sick of it. Yeah. Give me something new. Give me, give me a new sweet treat. Mm. Give me a new candy cane to suck on. Have you, have you had a moment to post this game to, uh, re, you know, re- reflect on how you're feeling about the summer? You know, like, and, and must we always reflect? Must we always philosophize whether this is exactly what we want? You know, this is the mm. cricket we want and need. Mm. Do we know what we want in cricket? Do we actually know of an Australian summer what it is we want? Because I reckon we'll never get what we want because what we want is to be children. <laughs> Is it yeah. not true? Yeah. Nothing will fill me with the like with whatever it was I felt. Yeah. With twins from my state, Mark and Steve War, right. in the team batting four and five and Shane Warne bowling leg spin. Yeah. Nothing will get there. It's as good as it gets. I am chasing a fucking dragon. Yeah. On that. Yeah. But I'm happy yeah. with, with my lot right now. I'm way happier when it's Christmas time when I don't have any currency to buy my own thing. So like I had to wait for Christmas to get the thing that I want. Because now, like, if I just want a thing, I just go out and get it, right? That's most people's experience. Must be nice, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like, but when it's Christmas time and you're seven, I, I have no, I have no faculty to go and purchase the things that mm. I desperately desire. Right, right, right. And so, yet it was given to you. and You're like, wow, what a, this is a gift. Now, in many ways, perhaps, now you want for nothing. I want for nothing. <laughs> but like, 
So when I think about the year of the of the Australian team and being a fan of the Australian cricket team, if that's the kind of thing that you do, for me, not really my sport. But like, I think, wow, what a, what a gift the year has been. Now, now what I want? Mm, maybe next summer is going to be good. India's out here. Mm. The Ashes. I like the Ashes. Yeah. Harsh is tweeting about some pitch stuff, which which, which we'll get to. It, it, sort of. Yeah. It's a really. Like it's like a year long preview to the to some shit tip <laughs> chat when India gets out here, which yep. I love. Yeah, there's so much of it is what's next. Who's going to replace Warner? Can Lyon pass all these other guys? You know, I saw an article t- uh, titled "Is this the worst summer of all time?" Fuck, that's a good headline. Clicking the shit out of that. Is it? Yeah. Well, last year we said was a cash in summer in Australia. Yeah. Cash in, fill your boots, etc. Yeah. And this year is really no different if you want to look at life that way. I, mm. I would, I would argue, but I won't. Yeah. Uh, but I, if, if I was, you, if, you if were I argue. was to argue, yes, if you're in the market, which for an not, argument, uh, <laughs> I would say that the difference between this year and last year is that last year we knew that there was some big time cricket ahead of us, big time as, as a nation, yeah. as a team, mm-hmm. which we are in. Yes, and uh, we had South Africa and the West Indies coming out. And we're like, let's. We know that these games are going to be immaterial for anything other than bolstering the averages or diminishing the bowling averages of our players so that later immaterial. on in their careers we can say they had great careers, right? No material. Because we knew that w- what the players and the team and us as a nation was going to be judged on mm. was the big-time cricket up ahead, yep. Border Gavaska Trophy, World yeah. Test Championship, Ashes away, World Cup away. Uh, and so it, I felt like we were marking time last summer and really kind of navel-gazing at the fact that the summer is diminishing before our eyes, uh, international cricket, et cetera, cricket, et cetera, RIP. And then we've scaled the mountain. We've finished the year as pound for pound, and, and again, it is us, the best men's international team in the world. Right. All right, pound for pound. Name me another team that's going better. Not I, saying, not I, saying I, the job was done perfectly. I can't. The job was not done perfectly, which obviously leaves, you know, space mm. for criticism. Yes. And I just feel, you know, having played in this those series, I feel a sense of relief that the exam is over and you've emerged, you know, with the ATAR you wanted. Right. Really. Mm-hmm. You're getting into the course. Yeah, yeah, okay? yeah. Okay? Yep. If that's if that's your want. In your selected university. Yeah, of you chose you, you 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 put your um your preferences in yep. and you got your preference. You got okay, it wasn't quite the mark you wanted. Yeah. You, you didn't, you know, yeah. Maybe you're not ducks. Yeah. Okay? Steve War still ducks. Yeah. You, didn't, you didn't break the, the record. You never got that hug from your dad to let you know that you did good. Shit. You're done good, son. You're done good, my boy. Brad Hodges' dad. Now, <laughs> I feel like now that the, the mountain has been somewhat scaled, right. you know, base camp, there's a flag there. Yeah. We're good. Yeah, we've got a flag. I'm, I'm feeling ready to um, sit on a, a couch on a – Concerningly hot day, yeah. in, in underpants in my yes. privacy, in privacy in my own yes. home, privacy, privacy. Um, as we've been saying on the dailies, walking in and out of rooms, yeah. checking the score, yeah. exhaling briefly, briefly throughout my nose, yeah. looking at my phone, yeah. uh, detaching, disengaging, relaxing, and enjoying. Frankly, this settled team. It just, it you just don't, you don't get this uh, level of like um, settledness mm. in a cricket team very often. Mm. But what do we do in Australia? We just go, Manus, you know, is it, if you're both straight yeah. at him. Well, uh, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, been a, it's been a little while. Going through a bit of a rough patch. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm kind of willing to let that go a little bit for a couple of tests. Now, people will say we're on the payroll. 
You know, are we, are we too matey with the players now, yeah, yeah, unwilling yeah. to criticise? What the players do is they play their game of cricket and they live it and then they stop what they're doing they listen to this podcast. Yeah. That's what happens. <laughs> and they take notes. I just, I, I, I'm willing just to go after the examination of the year that's been. Yeah. I'm actually happy for a little bit of, um, you know, pump and thump and dump. Pump cricket. and thump and dump cricket. That'd be a good name for a podcast. Um, you know, like when, like for instance, like when Lyon didn't play for the last three tests in the Ashes, and then you realise how good he is, like when he's not there. Yep. Like the, the exact same thing is going to happen. Like that's a microcosm of this team, generally speaking. When this team is done in, let's say, at the end of the next Ashes cycle, uh, the home Ashes, a lot of these guys won't be playing anymore for Australia. We will realise how fucking good they are. And yep. But at the moment, it's like, ah, not perfect, so um, you know what? i tell you what was perfect, Pezza. That Adelaide live show we did last week with Chris Lynn. Uh, we, we are doing the uh, sorry, we're doing the forum in Melbourne tomorrow night with Adam Zampa, our special guest in Adam Zampa. Uh, that is already sold out, as is Brisbane and Fremantle with Michael Kasperwitz and Tom Moody in that order. Now, there are only tickets available for the Enmore Simon Cadditch January 2. We have 90% sold out the Enmore. There is about 150 tickets left before we sell out the Enmore. We know it's going to sell out. It is going to sell out. Get in right now. If it's a late Christmas present for you and a mate, do that for a loved one, for someone that you don't like. Send them, send them our way as well. You can, there's a link in the description for the, uh, for the event. It's Sydney, January 2 at the Enmore. Simon Cadditch is our special guest. Um, Please do come along and join us. It is uh, it is wild. It is fun. Uh, it is not just like a sit down, just having a bit of a chat uh, while we're recording. Nothing oh, is recorded ever. No. It is a comedy show. That is the purpose of this whole venture, generally speaking. Um, so please do come and join us. There is a link in the description to get those tickets. Or if you don't want to click that link and you want to go a little bit harder, you can just go the Grey Cricketer Enmore live show. You can search some key terms into your life and you can get those tickets. There are 150 tickets left of a 1,600-person show. We're so excited to do it. It's our biggest ever show we've, uh, we've ever done. We obviously had a number of great shows in, in London where we did um, three nights in a row, a thousand people, but never this big in one show. So, uh, so we really want you guys to uh, to come along to sell that one out. It's going to be fucking amazing. It's the night before the SCG test, um, and every other ticket is sold out uh, for our live shows. But um, so yeah, so if you're in Sydney, you're in the area, in the neighbourhood, you're in the market, then come along, get those tickets, snap up the last few tickets. Um, but yeah, we're we're in Adelaide um, at the Gov. Where we yeah. saw uh, four hundred of our Adelaide friends. Oh, uh, minimum. On uh, when was that? Was that Thursday night? No, it was night one of the test in Perth. So uh, whenever that happened, and uh, it was great fun. Adelaide, wonderful, wonderful questions and asked TGC. Aggressive. There was a guy in mushrooms there. Yeah, a couple of blokes just snuck in backstage and pretend like they knew us. Um, it was there was there was a lot going it's on. It's never not loose in Adelaide. I mean, we're, we're trying mm. to get people to Sydney. The last couple of tickets remaining. Yeah, uh, let's. Let's give them a flavour. I mean, firstly, I think you could pitch a criticism at the boys, the boys being you and I, that okay. we we probably don't um, talk ourselves up enough, you know, as much as a business should, really, right, okay. for the shit that we're doing. The, the boys have hit their stride vis-a-vis live shows. Well, how many have we done this year? We'll probably – we'd be up at about 15, wouldn't we? Uh, think the summer. We, we, we did – Maybe 20? Yeah. Couple in Australia at the start of the year, then to yeah. India, then yeah. to England, and now we're back. Yeah, we fit our stride. We did the normally the first show of a run is a little looser and maybe sloppier as you start to like figure out what's working and what's not. Uh, it hit the mark, and uh, and that's just the first half of the show. 
It's when it gets into the Ask TJCs <laughs> is when it really kicks off. A little later like, in the evening. Adelaide is never not loose. Yeah, that's when true. When we've done it. That's true. Um, Our first night show we've done there. Yeah, we're normally doing matinees because it's a a night game in Adelaide. Mm. Um, The Gov is home to some of the great acts uh, throughout time. Music actually got, you know, they actually have like a nice little um, uh, display of it Mm. in in the green room. Living in, regurgitated, you know, Rodriguez, searching for Sugar Man fame and uh, the great cricketer. But um, yeah, shout out to the guy who asked me whether I believed in free will or not, um, who then, after a little bit of cross-examination, revealed that he was on a different astral plane, a non-physical realm of being. Right. Um, and and the remainder of the RTGC questions, which were loose and hostile. Yes, hostile. Uh, and, Good and hostility. And it was really, really well received. At one point, like Chris yeah. Lynn, who's, by the way, looking sensational, great to be right next to him as well, and, uh, and spoke really well too. Uh, he actually completely corpsed, like cry laughing um, because someone had asked a question at one side of the room and then another bloke who was pissed who Lynn had just tossed a can of beer to. <laughs> I didn't see that. Oh, you missed that. I yeah, yeah, yeah. It. No, he was, he was, he was started his own conversation, this guy, the start of the, uh, side, of the side of the stage. Yeah. So Lynn tossed him a, um, a beer can and then, uh, and then the bloke just said, oh, fucking bunch of bald cunts. <laughs> and both of us just lost it. Like, more in terms of like, where are we? What's right. going yeah, on? What is this? And that was sort of the spirit of the evening. And it was, uh, it was very, very well received. If you're yeah. intending Sydney, you're going to be part of TGC history. Yeah. Biggest ever live show by nearly double. Uh, a homecoming for us. Uh, and the Enmore is like a special place to both of us as well growing yeah. up. Uh, and then, as you mentioned before, he goes, the, the time of year is unparalleled. You're talking about post-Christmas just after New Year, the night before Sydney Test, no greater time for vibe in Sydney. You relax through the holidays. No one knows what day it is. You rock up to the end more to catch oh, the state of the Australian cricketing nation. On. I'm sorry, but Simon Kadditch is in tow. Sorry about is that. Is he prepared for questions <laughs> on a particular subject? Let's find out, you know, from everybody. And he'll be joining for us, TGC, as well. So I'd be yeah. snapping up those tickets yeah. uh, if you can. Can we get Carl Stefanovic there? No, but we can ask. <laughs> and may have already. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so there is that. So please do come along if you can. Uh, a quick shout out to our patrons who support this show so hard, mm. so hard and so in fast. Re- in record numbers. In record numbers. Patreon.com forward slash great You get an hour show extra a week with hashtag ask TGC Fridays. We've extended that show to an hour per mm. week instead of 45 uh, minutes previously. We'll be answering your ridiculous questions and also a direct line of communication here uh, to uh, TGC headquarters. And also just uh, just live chat running out throughout all the day's hey, play. Comments after off. every day's play. The chat's kicking off. Yeah. I just uh, Earlier I saw an AI-generated pick of Kumble and Murali welcoming Nathan Lyon to the Spin Club 500. They're all in whites. Wee-oo, uh, wee-oo, yeah. wee-oo. Uh, one user named Oi, check out that cow. Uh, just wrote, how's the piece on Mutia? You know, that's what, I'm, and that, and that's what, that's what happens on <laughs> Patreon. You can have at. a beautiful uh, kind of... Veneration of Nathan Lyon, a celebration of him yeah, with uh, yes. you know two of the greats. There's a picture of Warney behind them as well. Oh, nice and you think, oh, that's a re- that's a really nice touch. Mm. And on Patreon, the focus and the framing will be on mm. the protrusion of Murali's penis through his pants. That's right. I'm just saying, if that's mm. for you, you want four hours of that kind of yeah, stuff per month, loose, dark, raw per month. Patreon.com forward slash Great Cricket. That's for you. Australia win the first test. The West Test is what they're calling it. By 360 runs, Australia won the toss and had a stick. And they scored 487. Pakistan would then bowl out for 271. That's a lead of 216 if you're counting at home, and you're not. Then Australia declared at 233 with five wickets down. That means they set Pakistan 
449, yeah. uh, and that was 362 many because they bowled Pakistan out for 89. Alex Malcolm, a friend of the show, asked the question on ESPN Crick Info yesterday. I saw Pezar. Has Perth become Australia's new fortress? <laughs> I mean, they win most games at home, to be fair. I might. The, the issue I have that question is like, is it? Is that new? That well, because the Gabba's been the previous, the Gabba oh, twice. so there can only be one. And it's been breached. There can only be one. Australia has played four test matches at Optus Stadium, mm. uh, and they've won all four of them. And I don't think any of them have been I close. like the chat. I like the chat uh, because sitting in the background of the, of the is Perth the new fortress conversation, mm. which mm. is a complete confection, like, See, for me, it, it's Sydney because I don't play. <laughs> we never lose there. <laughs> and, and fortresses are normally guarded by a moat of water. Uh, with, and, and there's heaps of that in Sydney. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, like sitting in the background of that is that, you know, they're knocking down the Gabba uh, before uh, the Olympics. You're right? about the Olympic City. Yeah, the Brisbane. Olympic City. Yeah. Is it around next year for the India series? I wouldn't be surprised if the BCCI is knocking that down. Oh, actually, they want to keep it up, don't they? We'll have to ask when we go yeah. to Brisbane in a couple of weeks. Indeed. Uh, so now that Brisbane is... You know, the Gabba, as we know it, is mm. about to be knocked down. Uh, Australia, how can Australia exist without a fortress, without an anointed, understood fortress yeah. nationally? Because usually it's Christmas Island. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Not bad. What's the deck like? <laughs> Fucking hell. Um, uh, so, I mean, the uh, the... A conversation has been around the attendance mm. uh, of the test matches. So the numbers were 16,000 day one, 17,000 day two, 16,000 day three, and 9,000 on the last day. So just over 59,000 over the course of four days. Um, this is per uh, Brettig in the nine papers this morning. So Perth wants the pre-Xmas test. They obviously rival with Adelaide. So Brettig said this morning that Melbourne brings in 32 million for the uh, for the MCG test. Sydney bring in $27 million for the New Year's test. Adelaide bring in $20 million, just over $20 million for their test match. And then Perth, over recent times, has brought in just $11 million. Obviously, this isn't about um, anything else other than just finances and uh, and who's who's, uh, who's who's bolstering the coffers. Yeah. Um, but uh, the conversation, man, is, has, been, uh, has been rife around, like, why was no one there? And, yeah. I mean, we, we discussed this on one of our uh, – might have been the last – Day, it was day in the day four we discussed it. I thought with some vigor um, around like there is obviously a reason. It's it's not just it's not just like well they just don't like it. You know, like you have to actually think about what 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 are some of the reasons. And surely the reasons, as stated previously earlier in the week, are that well, first of all, they play great cricket. They play all local cricket on Saturday still during the test match. So there's no one there. The game is over on day four, Friday and Thursday, day one and two. People are still fucking at work before Christmas, you know? Um, those are those are some, I would have thought, some very key reasons yeah. as to why. Uh, Give Sydney and Melbourne a test in that slot. Let's see how both cities go there. You know? I think that's a great shout, mate. mate I, you like, know, like, I know. It's very easy to sit here and go like, oh, mate, where are they? Mate, let's see Let's see where the Sydney siders are turning up mate, December I remember, 10. I remember going to a test match in Sydney. What was it for? It was in mid-January and there was fucking no one there. Mm. And people are already back at work, you know. So, like, I mean, and that's, you know, Sydney has a population of, what, five and a half million, something like that. Perth has a population of two million and Adelaide has a population of 1.3. I know that because I looked it up before. Um, so, but, I mean, the thing, with, the thing about Adelaide is that, like, They've turned that into a, a destination test match. Like they've uh, part of the renovations have uh, have meant that it's it's a very very attractive place to go and watch cricket. But also saying that when we've been there, 
okay, there might be more people going through the gate, but there's fuck all people watching. They're all at the back having a great time. It's a, it's a wonderful uh, event to go to uh, with uh, young people from all across the country heading out the back of are like it's a fucking day at the races. But they're like barely, barely watching the screens. Think about this story, right, the, the, the narrative, concentration on, you know, like is, is Perth – is something going on with Perth? Yeah, right. It's um, yeah. It strikes me as a sort of story that has several kind, like you know, half a dozen, a dozen little uh, subplots going on underneath. I mean, it just Breddick's article here, and this is without having done any kind of call around on this. It has the, to me, it seems like there must be some crapshoot going on over the um, ownership of particular places in the schedule, particularly now that Brisbane's being knocked over. I think yeah, Perth yeah, yeah. has been agitating for a little while for some better, let's call it content through the test summer. And can the, uh, and we've seen over the last couple of years, you know, can the Sydney, Melbourne, um, Boxing Day, New Year's test duopoly be unseated in some way? Yeah. So when Bredig notes the, you know, the, the various millions of dollars each, uh, City can bring in. I'm sure, you know, and I haven't spoken to Dan, but I'm sure that's done with some um, professional research into and briefing, perhaps into like yeah. what it represents for the coffers. Yeah, I'm not sure whether the average fan gives a shit whether it's you know 20 million, 10 million, or right. whatever. Yeah, yeah. But it seems like that's kind of what's sitting underneath this question about what's occurring vis-a-vis Perth, which is mm. actually how it's noted on the, mm. the actual the briefing documents. Mm. Uh, I, I I find the state rivalry stuff when it moves into like xenophobia and stereotyping of, of states a little bit um, grim, you know. Like, uh, and you know, if I guess I guess setting things back for Perth on that question of is it a fortress is like if you compare it to the Gabba, like the Gabba is fucking chaos when mm. you go there. Like uh, for for the first test of a big series, people are fucking. Um, like it's like a zoo there, and that that adds to the sense of uh, chaos and hostility. And fortresses are normally guarded with people, and Perth can't quite say that that's the optic that you get hmm. at Optus, right? Yeah. But by the same token, uh, I think it it makes a great contribution to the aesthetic of cricket in the summer. The team plays really good cricket there as well. You know, we've experienced our fair share of uh, you know shit tips and doctored wickets against other big teams, multiple. And I quite like going to Perth and having a deck that's suited to Australians. Uh, but it seems to me like there are so many factors that play into the decision as to like when and where tests are hosted that go yeah. far beyond sporting considerations, which is a shame as a fan. Yeah. Do you remember the, uh, the, the first test, uh, sorry, the first uh, ODI of the World Cup in Ahmedabad against New Zealand and England, mm. where at the start of the game, there was no one there in this massive stadium. It's, it's not a dissimilar optic here where, like, there are decent numbers if that game was at the Wacker, for instance, like, they would actually be close to a sellout, I'm pretty sure. Um, but uh, but when it's in such a massive stadium, a 60,000 seat of stadium, and in, in the last day, you've got 9,000 people there, or even day one, perhaps a better uh, illustration where there are. Come on, computer, turn on. 16,000 people there on day one. You know, it just it just looks shit house, you know, because it's so big and so vast. But, like, I mean, there was also some stats going around. Last time Pakistan were here in the first test match, that game was played in the Gamma, at the Gabba, and 16,000 less people. to So, so 59,000 people turned up for this test match. Whenever Pakistan were here last, four years ago, perhaps, um, there were 43,000 people turned up over the course of also four days. So, um, you know, my, my, whilst, whilst uh, even Christina Matthews, uh, head of the WACA, 
outgoing uh, mm. outgoing said that you know they they wanted they wanted low 20s or between 20 and 25 for all four days or all days of the test match so that is under even what their expectations were I still feel like it's going okay I, I still do think it's going okay but there seems to be more things it's like oh why don't they like Pat Cummins this is JL thing still you know how come they turn up for the scorchers well I think there are answers for the last thing anyway I'm not sure about like the the feelings towards the team which I don't think is is a real thing at all um but like you know, when games, when good games are on at suitable times for people to go and watch it, I think they they do turn up. It's it's not just it's not just like well, how come they don't like the cricket? You know what I mean? Mm. I mean, I I think that again, like a subplot of all of this is the great, uh, you know, you dare not utter it, but like the great secret of Australian cricket consumption in this nation, which is that like we pay attention to it as a exclusive sporting property. I reckon for twenty one days a year. Yeah, and that is at odds with our, um, you know, with the narrative in, in Australia, uh, which, which is still important, you know, ABC, uh, PO Box 9994, you know, it's a, there's a subtle um, deep-seated pastime love of the game here. But in terms of, like, people, bums on seats, paying 500 sheets for a day's play, yeah. you know, for mid-strength beer and overpriced food, mm. uh, you know, no wonder there's five cities competing for two tests. Yeah, right. Yeah, and those right. tests are going to go to the to the big financial capitals. Yeah, and the rest is, as we see playing out in the media, a lot of um, jostling and spin and advocacy and all those kinds of things. And I think sitting back, not being kind of uh, inside any of that, I, I perhaps it's too kumbaya. But like, I think every city has something excellent to offer the Australian sporting. Like the, the aesthetic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see why non-Melbourne, Sydney cities are trying to get their hands on some content when people are actually going to the fucking game oh, and it looks great. Yeah. I, I reckon if you gave Adelaide and Perth those two um, yeah. those two tests, you know, you give them some time, they'd do something with it as well. Hey, Hobart. If I was in Hobart and they were playing an Ashes test match and it was yeah. on Boxing Day or the New Year's, oh, yeah. fuck yeah, I'm going to that. Yeah. But they, it, it is it is sad to see states warring and pushing against each other and, and cutting each other down. Mm. But it's just you know, it's just politics, I yep. guess, of, of what's going on and also a shit opposition team. Uh, so, we, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, to that end, uh, let's talk about the game itself. You know, I want to ask you, was it a bit of a shit tip, the deck? You know, we saw Harsha Bogle tweet. He said, I guess if it is okay for a track to be so up and down by the third evening as to pose an injury risk, then it is fine for it to be turning square. <laughs> now, first thing I want to say Come about on, this, Asha. now we're talking. Come on, Asha. Now we're talking. <laughs> um, ornament to the game, Harsha Bogle. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah friend yeah, of the yeah. show. Yeah. Uh, my, I bl- I'm not completely sure, but I believe he's he's coming over to commentate if he isn't already here. Okay, right. For at least Melbourne, possibly Sydney as yeah. well. I may be wrong about that, uh, so apologies if that's the case. But if so... He's coming in hot. Yeah, good. Harsha. And yeah. I like that. Yeah. Um, I think the Anglo hypocrisy beat is a very rich beat with a lot going for it. Yeah. There's a oh, lot of yeah, truth yeah, to yeah. some Anglo hypocrisy. 100%. Right? So uh, there's some good history there. So there's a and lineage. I, and I think when Harsha speaks on mm. these matters, it is worthwhile reflecting on yeah. whether there's some – and there, there is some kind of truth to what he talks about. We very easily paint our own eyes on for our own shit. Very conveniently, right? yeah. But <laughs> – but, but come on. It's a good it's – good, it's good media stuff. Look, uh, in Perth, there was 100, two blokes scored 90s, 
There's a couple of 50s. The quicks swung and seamed the ball at pace. Nathan Lyon, as a spinner, took wickets. Uh, there was something in it for everyone. The match was not determined at the toss. Uh, it was not the perfect wicket. Uh, the variable bounce into the third day was definitely worth pointing out. Uh, the the truth of movement and bounce in conditions within, like, you know, cricket balls is really at the heart of the question of, you know, what is a good um, – like what's a good pitch? Uh, these are always, always matters of degrees, yeah. right? You can't have too much truth in the bounce of the ball. Otherwise, it's a fucking boring spectacle and everyone's scoring runs. You want some assistance, but not too much. That's what I mean by matters of degrees. Now, like I think drawing a comparison between balls going through the surface on day one, mm. barely even getting up and spinning a fucking meter, mm. particularly when they've been deliberately manufactured that way to exploit the weaknesses of the opposition is not a fair comparison to this Perth pitch, which offered something for everybody and whose deterioration after 200 plus overs uh, is when problems started to arise. And these are the degrees that we're talking about. It's not a matter of one person's perfect and the other one's completely wrong. It is a matter of degrees. I think drawing that comparison is a little bit cheeky. Mm. However, I like Harsha Bogle's cheek. It's good gear. It's good cheek. Uh, always has been, always will be. See, I thought last year when they played against South Africa, the game was over in about seven minutes. And by the end, when Australia needed to chase seven and they were six down, or whatever, whatever it was. Yeah, now, I thought that was that was sporting. <laughs> no, no, I, 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 I did think that was a bit of a shit tip. Yeah. I, I thought that. I, thought I love that the euphemisms we come. Yeah, it was, it was, it was sporting. It, it was a testing. <laughs> <laughs> but I think we need that in test cricket, you know, yeah. just different variations. Yes. Yeah. Uh, anyway. One of the issues within it, he goes, I think is that uh, yeah. I, I – Everybody carries bias to their nation, no, I, I don't, believe. I don't. No, not except for I, us, yeah, actually. I don't, I don't. I liked, anyone who says I present my views objectively, it's actually impossible to do that, Waltzing I believe. Waltzing Matil! <laughs> Sorry. I say that every morning at 11am. I think you could you could back up the argument, not that I will here, uh, that would require research, that uh, mm-hmm. I do think we have a superior ability or um, like body of evidence in Australia of calling out our own shit compared to let's just say India, I don't see as much uh, self-reflection on that stuff in India. Now, perhaps mm-hmm. it does exist. She's a big country. She's a big old right? bubba. So yeah. we don't get it all, right? But I do think that like- 1.4B. I'm not, I'm not seeing a lot of that there. So perhaps we could all be better at just calling out our own shit all the time. Yeah. Sandpaper. It was shit, just for people who are typing that in the comments. Right, right, Sandpaper right. was bad. It I, was a disgrace. I think about calling stuff out like, like we've got the best team. Yeah. We, will, we always win the World Cups. Mm. <laughs> We've always had the best players. We can do no wrong. <laughs> um, okay, we'll talk about the game now. Yeah. So what happened <laughs> in the game? I didn't yeah, actually catch any yeah, of this, yeah, yeah. but uh, sort of in and out of rooms again. But um, uh, David Warner scored 164. He did the big shush celebration. Yeah. How fucking dare he? Yeah. Just sit there and take the criticism like a bad little boy. Uh, he goes past Michael Clark and the big Dos Stoyevsky for most test mm. runs for Australia. He went past Viv. And he went past Saywag as well for test runs internationally. Now, he's, he's only 250 runs behind Gooch, me and dad, Laxman, De Villiers, also Coley, who I suspect might score a couple more runs mm. in test he's cricket. He's got a few more in him. But, uh, yeah, so he's, he's 24th all-time in tests. Uh, it's internationally. He's fifth all-time for Australia. Um, I, say, I say bring in bangers. <laughs> Unnecessary But um, I saw Heelzo say That he should go on For another year Change his mind <laughs> That'd be fucking awesome <laughs> oh, I don't think it'd be right But it'd be very good uh, it's try It's pretty funny That's good 
One nil heels though. Yeah, um, yeah, again, exactly. Yeah. So uh, fuck, it was a pretty good knock. I mean, uh, I thought that wicket in the first hour uh, with the new ball of Shaheen, and uh, I, I thought it was. I thought it was. Pretty spicy. I mean, there was there was a couple of times where like it hit the shoulder of the bat. It was moving around a little bit. I thought Pakistan were very poor in that first session on day one. They should have had more wickets than that way. Did I think they did they they didn't even take one? I think um, Kawaja and Warner put on a hundred in that first session. About one hundred twenty-two of like twenty overs when there something like that. Sorry, like uh, to the detractors, but Warner was fifty or forty-one or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, what Warner did in this game, what Warner has done, this was a classic Warner innings, as in Warner at his best. He mm. has done this so many times for Australia. Where he, he won the game for Australia. He took it away yeah. with the way that he bats before the other team had realised what was going on. Yeah. And he ends up making 164. The next high score is 90. 90. Yeah. Uh, obviously, he fails in the second inning, so question marks over his place. Yeah. There's, there's no only five fifties in the game. Right. In, so, in four innings. So, but he did. He did what Warner does. Mm. You know, when he's at his best, he hasn't done a lot lately. As somebody whose um, skills are on the decline, is want to do. But I think to score 164 when you've got a couple of tests left in the Harch, yeah. that's also not something a lot of greats have been able to do either. Right? He's obviously still got it, and I just think mm. there's a lot of uh, contextualizing of the innings, which is fair enough. You know, like, well, what might someone else have scored, and would it be? You know, is are we borrowing against the future by having him? That's sure. all. They're, they're fair points. I think, but sometimes you do have to stop and go. Look, he's just he just won the test for Australia. He's done very well not to get player of the match. I mean, Mitchell, Mitchell Marsh was excellent. He scored ninety sixty three red, and yeah. he got the first. He got the wicket of Barbara Zam in the first innings. So obviously, sort of. Um, break, I think David Warner is player of the match. That's I, some West I, Test I, stuff. I agree. He hit one hundred and sixty. Yeah, no one else can score runs. The game's yeah. over before they get a chance to bat. Yeah, that's player of the match. Yeah, it's a pretty good repost, irrespective of where you sit philosophically or ideologically in like the. Um, in the selection of Warner in the side, you got to hand it to him. Yeah. Um, just to that end, uh, to replace Warner eventually, Marnus, Head, Marsh have all said they don't want to open. Um, would you would you suggest then that Bancroft is the most likely, given that it's, it's only big bash now between the between now and the uh, West Indies Test match on January sixteen in Adelaide? So there's no Sheffield Shield games. Bancroft scored, I think he's already scored five hundred runs in the Shield this season. He's averaging fifty something the last couple of years of Shield cricket. I think I think he's leapfrogged. Harris, I think. Um, given that, given that, I don't think. Well, first of all, also with, um, sorry, if I can couple this mm. with with Marsh being played the match, doing so well, we ain't seeing Cameron Green this summer. I don't think. I don't, I don't see how Cameron Green gets in unless they shuffle rounds. They 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 get Marnus opening or Head or Mitch Marsh, but they've all said they don't want to do it. So it's probably going to be an open comes in for Warner. The team stays the same for the rest of the Test matches. So I don't think we're seeing Cameron Green this summer. When you when you There's ask, a lot, I just said a lot. No, I know. Yeah. When you when you ask, is Bancroft head of the queue? Do you do you mean like, is he head of your queue, or as in, do you think that that's how they're seeing it? Ah, uh, I think the latter. I think that's how they're seeing it. But I think previously it was Harris. Yeah, I mean, I feel like if you're you know reading into any of the uh, you know noises or signals coming from the camp. Uh, the camp, you know, coming from the people who will make that decision. Mm. I don't think they've, you know, they, they will give some indication um, around, like like sometime after Sydney, 
that, that they'll they'll give some kind of indication to journalists so that it's known who's next cab. Yeah, right, right. Uh, I think I don't know if there has been that many signals around Bancroft. I think that Bancroft has, has had to fight for inclusion in the conversation by sheer weight of runs and being atop the shield, uh, you know, um, tally of run scorers. I, I don't know if anybody's really said anything. I, I, That's I, true, actually, because he wasn't he wasn't in India and Renshaw was, and he wasn't yeah. in England and Renshaw mm. was. That's and right. Harris. So yeah, Ren- Renshaw is the incumbent heading and into then that. Renshaw has just scored. Sorry. Serious, yeah, and uh, um, and then Harry. They took Harry to the Ashes, mm. uh, and then you know Andrew McDonald's on on radio noting that people can come from outside lanes. Uh, whatever the case, they're keeping it pretty under wraps. It doesn't seem to me like I mean all of the the pundits and the the greats you know on the on the commentary are, are suggesting everything. I think every single option has been suggested. Mm. I mean. Throw another one in there. The Pakistan's asked for a, um, a yeah. two-day practice yeah. game, and and Harry and um, Pukowski. Pukowski are opening the batting. You know, what if what if what if Puck makes two hundred mm. at the junction against well, against Ren- Pakistan? Renshaw just scored the hundred in that hundred and thirty, um, and that and that was before the covers game. blew off. You know, that could have been <laughs> that could have been two hundred against the Pakistan side playing on a slow deck that didn't want to be there. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. yeah, there's definitely you know, and and where we've got a vacuum of conversation about any anything else. Uh, yeah. I, I genuinely have no idea. I think that's how the like how the team mm. really wants it to go. I, I even wonder with all of the players who've been asked whether they would shift positions yeah. who have each said no yeah. vociferously, mm. uh, you know, how much weight that carries. I mean, a lot of people are suggesting that because Mitch Marsh, for example, has said no, then that now won't happen. And because Head said it and because Kawaja has said it on behalf of Manus, yeah, yeah. that now that won't happen. I mean, the coach decides. And if that's your only um, way of staying in the team, then they're going to do it. I'd, yeah. Uh, so I, I I really have no idea. Like there's so many guys have have a really good argument in different ways. I mean, Cameron Bancroft has the traditional argument. I am the top shield run scorer. I am an opening bat. I have been at this level before. I have fought my way in. There is certain resilience that creates where someone comes back in after fixing issues and then they their career kicks off. He's at, you know, the peak of his powers at the age that he's at. That's a really like it's a really good solid argument. It's a decent argument. It's that. a decent <laughs> argument, right? And it's one that has like probably stood the test of time in, in cricket, in Australian cricket generally, and we yeah. are conservative. Then you have Matthew Renshaw, who's got a couple of years on the other guys, as in more years, probably more upside, has also had a go at test level. I think that the – I think he appears to have a better technical game for test cricket than the other guys. I think he, he looks more a test cricketer than the other guys. Mm. Uh, and I could see why that would be enticing to the team as well. Uh, Marcus Harris was next cab for a long time and will probably be in the same boat as Bancroft of like, okay, I've had my crack and now I've, I'm, I'm ready to go. Mm. Uh, and then there's the Andrew McDonald um, suggestion that they want the six best batters and mm. they can rotate around, which mm. would suggest it's more important they get Cam Green into the side well, than get say, Cameron yeah. Bancroft into the side, yeah. for example, yeah. which just means that they're going to upset somebody's, um, you know, I guess uh, comfort of yeah. where of where they bat. Yeah, I really have no fucking idea. I I think ideally they wanted Will Pukowski to come through. This was Pukowski's spot, really. Yeah. Uh, and he had and it two years ago. He had it. I um, mean, then the, the Kawaja stuff happens, but uh, yeah. And they might want Renshaw to to take over mm. Kawaja. So pff, it just looks open as fuck to me. Yeah. And, and you know, 
I don't really know what else to say. Looking forward to Warner opening at the Adelaide Test yeah, that's match. That's right. Maybe uh, Warner should <laughs> continue on. One more year. Mm. <laughs> um, don't know if you saw this this morning, Pez, that Kawaja has faced 55 balls less in Test cricket than South Africa as a whole this year, which just, to me, suggests that whilst Osmond's had a very good year, South Africa don't play Test cricket anymore. And, the whole, <laughs> yeah, and that, yeah. that's, that's what it's actually saying. That's, that's exactly that's right. Like, Osmond's like, been sensational this yeah. year. Runs in India, World yeah. Test Championship, Ashes, fantastic. You know, uh, uh, scored a 90 in this Test match as well. Yeah. But, like, that just – all it says is Test cricket's fucked. Ex- exactly. Yeah, Cameron <laughs> Green's faced more than Ireland, you know. Like, uh, <laughs> pretty harsh. They probably have played more. Do, 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 yeah. Warner Johnson as well. Like, like do yeah, what yeah, you yeah. make of – um. Like I, I just thought both players yeah. missed a great opportunity uh, during the game to like offer some grace. Like you just, I just think for, as a PR move, even fake grace, WG Grace, Grace mm-hmm. Brothers, R.O.P. The name mm-hmm. uh, is, is such an underrated uh, tool to use as a gesture. Like if Warner scores that hundred, instead of shushing, he like basically puts his bat down gets the left arm out to note that he's bowling to uh, that, that he's yeah. impersonating Johnson and then just does a heart symbol points to the points to the crest and says I love you. Do you know how much people would laugh at that and also go what a man. You know, he could fix fucking 10 years yeah. of people's per- uh, perceptions of him yeah. by basically building a bridge with Johnson. Yeah. You know, um, I think it was more likely he was going to run down the wicket and yell into the stump mic. That's for you, Mitch. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that that would have also been good. Would have also been good. You know, it like Mitchell Johnson heart symbol back. Isn't that good to see? Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know? Mending, I, I, mending fences. I'm not saying like I want the fences mended. I I want the uh, the byplay of it all. It's not good for our business if fences are mended. Ex- it's, it's absolutely it's horrendous. Not, not good for us at all. Worst thing for this. For this job. <laughs> you know, kill, like kill them with kindness. Yeah, the, yeah, the yeah, most yeah, yeah. Sick response of all. That's yeah. the, it's the most sick yeah. thing. You can Heads do. would explode if that oh. happens. Heads would actually they'd actually just be ours. But um, <laughs> I don't have Mitch's comments in front of me. But it, he was he did seem to enjoy uh, Warner's duck in the in the next innings. <laughs> I mean, it's just like I just find the attack like um, just a. It's just I mean, it's very obviously how you're going, you know. Uh, and I don't think that's just my take. Uh, that there's a lot of people in the nation who just feel about fucking hell, steady on, steady yeah. on, MJ. But I mean, but you know, I think you nailed this, Pezza, But like. I really feel like anytime I see this, got a sort of commentary, this sort of aggression, this sort of um, it's almost bile. Uh, but I just think when I when I see these comments, I just think fucking hell, he was good in 2013, 2014. Oh, what matches. a player! What a player! You know, well, that's that, that's how I feel about it. It's like I remember when he bowled, when he bowled, uh, you know, Anderson. He gave him a big shush, you know. He ran well, he went, he went there. Fuck, it was quick. He, he did. He went Roy Keane. He said he did what he was paid to do. Yeah, <laughs> it's, his, it's his job. That's his job. It's his job. Maybe I'm maybe I'm with it. Maybe yeah. I'm with it. Uh, yeah, du- du- double down. Just like he's, he's going to play. Like the, the I mean, top knot doubles is, down. Is, it, is anyone? Is anyone? When I say is anyone, Warner's winning out of this because it's making Johnson look worse. It's a silly. Yeah, I, I, I think if somebody's decided that they loathe David Warner, uh, he he man yeah. he he could like uh, he could feed the planet and solve like global poverty, and some people. Still blowing flies off their cheek, going like, yeah. Yeah. he's he's a coke. Yeah, yeah. It's gonna be a big old send off here at the SCG. It's just trench warfare and that stuff, isn't it? I yeah. don't, you know. Two ideas at the same time can't be done. Dig your trench, sit in it, and just yeah. fire your shots. Pick a side, mate. Put the old blindfold on, fire your shots, see what hits. Drink your milk. Nathan Lyon took his 500th wicket and then got his 501st so quickly after that because, you know, he waited so long. It was like London buses. Um, he's the eighth person to do it in tests. 
but you know, all we want to think now is like, who can he who can he surpass? You know, can right. he can yeah. he get to warn? Yeah, what hasn't he done? What hasn't he that's done where, that's yet? Where we go what, to with it because like the next wicket is the more important one than the last one. Same thing as any sort of game. Mm. The next test is more important. The next series is more important yeah. than this one just happening right now. So this week at five hundred, that's that's all well and good. Yeah. He's at five hundred one now. So, but can he catch Morley at eight hundred and whatever it yeah. was? Yeah, can he can he surpass the king? And would it be ethical? You know, aka Mark Taylor, David Warner, and Bradman. You know, they're really the questions. Let's not look back on the five hundred and no, how we got there no, through no, like no. a uh, no interest um, superb combination of resilience, skill, and talent. Zero percent interest on that for me. The fact that he's become a better bowler every single year. He has a straight delivery now. He's he's literally he's the best he's ever been at age thirty seven. Why can't he get six. even better? You know, yeah. the absence making the heart grow fonder through the ashes. It's just a absolutely vital cog. Yep. Five years after Warren retires, where spin is just the last thing anybody wants to do, mm. comes along and uh, makes the position his own. With good and and credit to selectors who stuck with him as well, mm. uh, allows the cartel to rotate through yeah. because he's so fucking reliable. All these little things that he does, great team man, no ego, you know. Um, yeah, there's been some carry on over the time. Yeah, yeah, you know, he plays cricket for Australia. Head by the line stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ending yeah. careers. Sure. Yeah, sure. There's a bit less of that these days, but yeah, yeah, he's got a, he's got, um, he's got a bit of mist. You yeah, know? yeah. Uh, which I think is just a front because he's the most nervous person. Exactly. In the world. It's, yeah. it, I mean, front. as if you wouldn't it's a country if you, front. If you if you were picked to play for Australia, as if you wouldn't go, you know, like a little bit of at least false ego. Mm. Playing for Australia, yeah, sort of part yeah. of the job. People yeah. won't trust you. Yeah. Otherwise, I uh, play with a bag over my head. <laughs> now, now, why did you do that? Is it a kink? <laughs> I play with a belt around my neck and a bag over my head. Tangerine, uh, tangerine, tangerine, or was that only in the mouth? No, in the mouth. Yeah. <laughs> What's a tangerine? Is there a hole through the bag for the tangerine? No, I had it underneath. Mm. Underneath, yeah. And I had a pair of Doc Martens. Yes. No pants, though. Yeah. yeah, that's how you play. What that's did you bowl? Right arm over. Just these ones. Yeah, doorknobs, yeah. yeah, yeah just doorknobs. Right. Get over the top. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so let's not talk about that with Lion. Let's look at what he hasn't done yet yeah, what and, what he can, and what he can do, yeah. what it will take, what and, take and, would it the be the and would it be respectful? To go past yeah, Warren. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If he goes past McGrath, five, six, eight, you know, is that on? Uh, yeah, probably. Isn't it? That's yeah. spin stuff. Uh, Warren, I, I don't want it. I'll, I'll just say that publicly. Uh, what no, I will, the country's not ready for Nathan Lyon to pass Warren. Yeah, record. what I'll also say is Nathan Lyon is, you know, like our friend on the astral plane said, like he, <laughs> I believe he's got free will to do it. And mm. if he does it, absolutely, you know, hats off, pants off, tangerine belt, bag, yeah. right? But uh, – <laughs> I don't, I don't want it for my own sort of Rubik's Cube sensibilities. I don't want anyone ahead of Warney. But there's people, there are young people right now who didn't see Shane Warne bowl. I don't give a fuck. And they grew up, they grew up, like, like to, to them, it's like Warne's Benno, you know? I never saw Benno bowl. <laughs> well, I wouldn't mind if Benno had gone past Warne, personally. I see your point. Yeah, yeah. I, I see your point. Take but, it back. But, um. It's, I, I know exactly what you're trying to say. Yeah, ordinarily I believe that every generation is better than the last and we should pay more attention to what young people are saying. We're all just getting old and, and stuck in our ways. But, but the problem young, that is. Young, young people can fuck off <laughs> if they think that it's okay for Nathan Lyon to go past. Also, they more. forget that our generation was the best generation. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, so no, well, well, well done, Cass. I'm, I'm um, eternally impressed. I've been somebody who've, uh, who's crow's feet at, at different times on Nathan Lyon. But um, 
Here's something people could do more often. Wrong. Pezza, wrong about that. Nathan Lyon, uh, the ends have justified the means for me. Um, more bad news coming for uh, Australian cricket fans because Cummins says the team's going to be the same. Uh, no one's injured. The bowlers will be the same. Lance Morris has been released to play BBL, so we're not going to see the bareback. We're not going to see Scott Boland at the MCG on Boxing Day like that time he did that thing. We're going to build some statues and whatever. So it's going to be the same team because um, the bowlers are really good and they're all fit and they want to play. So oh, they, they're going to play. Oh, right. The temerity to want to play some cricket yeah. for their nation After while all they're the at the peak series. of their powers. Yeah, play all the tough series, but then the, and then you get the easy ones at mm. home. And you're like, no, nah, we'll give somewhere else a go. Yeah, give Bear back a run. Yeah. We are raw dog there. It's bad news all around. Yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, uh, can you can you see any, can you see Pakistan doing anything? We haven't even said one thing about Pakistan. One bloke got six far on Dabu. <laughs> Irrelevant. Um, I I can't. I can't see them doing anything. I feel like the Australian team is uh, so... Baba's out of four. Is he? Mm. Right. Uh, I'd love to see him do something. It looks good, you know, but as a sort of a... Hey, they've, got so many nice. good, they've got so many good batters. Imam's a great opener. So is Shafiq. Sharma Sood's had a good run. Baba's arm, obviously. Uh, you want to see yeah, Shaheen. Yeah, they're, they're, like, they're great in certain circumstances, but are they great yeah. against the cartel and Lion? That's see you later. Ass. At, in, in, in their own fucking... International you know, threes. Where the, where the hooves trot. No. Fuck off. So, I hope Bubba does something, you know. It would be nice to, you know... So we can all stand up and applaud. Yeah, just, you know, lay some eyes on something that he does. All lay good. some eyes on something. Yeah. But the rest is just one of the boys, you know, a couple of the boys will stand up with a stick, cartel go to work, scene presentation, Lino, can he get something out of the deck? See you later, straight win by 360. Is there any, you know, leftover ham? Uh, you yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, beers in the fridge still, all good. Yeah. i got a haze, you know, like just generally over my head. Um, Someone's going to ask you, did you watch cricket? Oh, yeah. I, saw, I saw the first session and then I went out and lived my life. Yeah. And I came back and I looked. At, I opened up the app and I just checked the score. That's, that's what people are going to say. Yeah, I'm on the couch. There's the fan. Yeah. Is the fan hitting you directly or is it swinging? Yeah. You know, what's your preference there? For me, I want to be hit directly. I don't want the air um, at different consistencies across my body. There's some ice laid on the old chest there. Cool down. Whatever. You know, each, each to their own. Bubba, that was a nice shot. Someone nick him off now. <laughs> that, tell, tell me that's not how we're seeing the game. You laugh. It is not how it's presented to us. Uh, hopefully a couple of Wazzy Macram highlights as well. That'd be good. Yeah, I'll tell you what. Did anybody scope uh, highlights of, of JL and Gilly? Because I didn't. I didn't see I, I can't say I was watching every ball. But with, how many times was that rolled out? Maybe zero. Disappointing. There, is there... Well, they're all different networks. Have bo- Well, I wonder, is that it? Have, has network wars mm. become so uh, kind of like so um, passionate and deep-seated that, that neither are prepared mm. to even reference someone who might be on the other network? Mm-hmm. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, you're smiling at me. You're worried. Mm. You're worried about what I might say, which mm. I won't. Mm. But... Uh, Question, or maybe they've both just shaken hands and just gone like, "Let's give the punters a break from Gillian JL mm-hmm. in Hobart." I, I'm I'm kind of ready for it. <clears throat> Person with NordVPN, you can switch your virtual location to a country that is showing any live sports event in the world that you might not be able able to access in your country. People are worried about, well, what if I get NordVPN as we were requesting people to do get to get NordVPN? Well, am I getting my am I going to get my money back? You know, is it worth it? Is it valuable? Is it valuable for my time and money? Well, 
NordVPN actually helps you save money as well as protect you from cybercrime. You can change your virtual location, sign up for any uh, subscription service around the world via other countries, and then you can pay a much cheaper price. Obviously, Netflix uh, is cheaper in different countries compared to that being either here or the US or the UK. You can also book flights and holidays via another country and then pay less. Therefore, Pezza, NordVPN essentially pays for itself. You're actually making money. You can grab an exclusive Nord VPN deal right now by going to the custom URL through the episode show notes to get a huge discount off your Nord VPN plan plus four months for free. It's completely risk-free with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. If you don't want to find the link, if you're too lazy and you just want to listen to it, just say, here goes, just tell me what the link is. It's nordvpn.com forward slash TGC. I've used VPNs in the past. He goes, I appreciate that we're in the middle of a paid sponsorship message, right? They're paying us to say that. Yeah, but I have used VPNs in the past. I have to say uh, one of the things that um, dissuaded me years ago from continuing VPNs was I felt like it it actually – throttled the quality of my internet connection yeah, right yeah, yeah, now yeah, um yeah. this is this is legit i started using nordvpn uh so that you know my online activity wasn't detectable and the things are on my hard drives yeah uh <laughs> but in all seriousness i i i jumped on because i wanted to watch some uh overseas content and uh, zero impact to my internet connection. You right. you literally can use NordVPN and go at, at blinding internet speed if you can achieve that in Australia and it will not be impacted by the use of the VPN. So you're accessing content all over the world. It is with NordVPN that you keep that internet speed as well. Huge discount, NordVPN plan, plus four months for free. It's completely risk-free using Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, nordvpn.com forward slash TGC. Pezza, the Big Bash is back, and aren't we looking forward to it? Obviously, the Big Bash took a break whilst the Perth Test Match was on for the Eastern States where the Test Match was on uh, at prime time, I suppose. What time did the day's play finish? About 9 o'clock in Melbourne and Sydney and other places. Um and so they didn't play the Big Bash during the Perth Test match, but the Big Bash is back. Uh, for those catching up, the Brisbane Heat are top of the table. They've played three. They've won two, and they had that no result with um, – which was the – which was Scorchers the, or was that – no, Strikers that ran off. That, that's right. That's yeah. right. That was one in Canberra. Yeah. Um, that's right. Then the Sixers and uh, the Scorchers are next in second and third, and then there are the Hurricanes, Thunder and the Stars all on zero points, and uh, the Renegades and Strikers are somewhere in between. Um, so we're really just into the start of the Big Bash. It feels like it's just begun, then it sort of took that break for the Perth Test match. But um, but the Big Bash is back, so it's going to be cricket nonstop, wall to wall yeah. now until end of Jan, I suppose. Yeah, this is the, like... This is it. This is blobby time. Mate, you couldn't, couldn't have said it better. Just, and I just walking in. Mate, it is. It's, it's time for blobby. Yeah. For all people acro- across the nation. You're walking in, you're bashing things over because you're a little bit tipsy from too much champagne and ham during the Christmas and the festive period, which are two separate periods. And you're walking in, you're just going, blobby, blobby, and you're just bumping this stuff and there's cricket on and there's just different colours flashing in front of your eyes. You just say, oh, okay, it's green against red tonight. Oh, oh the Scorchies are playing against mm. that purple team. Yep. Is that Grimace? You know, and then you're walking in, you're talking to people on the phone, you're having a bit of a chat, you're barely keeping an eye on the scores, but that's what's happening. You look at a highlight, fucking hell, that was a big six. What's his name? I don't mm. know. It sounds, mm. it's, it looks like it's hard to say. Mm. Um, Will Sutherland, he's a good player. I mm. like him. 
wonder if he's any good at footy. Yeah. This is the perfect time after Australia's just fucking decimated the hapless international yeah. threes team yep. during the daytime. Ritual. And then you come in, blobby, blobby. I'm yep. a little bit high. I'm a little bit tipsy. This is fucking my time. Yeah, dog. And, and like, as you're sitting there on your couch, your seat, whatever your apparatus is, you maybe lie on the floor for, for, for back issues. You've had a bit of a break from work and – Amid the the beers, if that's your proclivity, or the brave alternatives to beers that you get ads for, or um, non-alcoholic drinks so altogether, brave. yeah, very yeah. brave. Um, you know, you might you might also like your your brain might also start with relaxation, you know, from work, start developing new ambitions for your life. You know, something might pop into your brain about a change you might like to nice, make in nice. your life. And you can rest assured with the cricket on and phones that that idea will go away because you've just been smashed with ads and all that. No. Uh, Spot on. So, but I'm just saying, this is this is the season for that. This is a season for creeping ambitions as well as you're being blobby on the couch and thinking, mm. you know, I could actually turn my life around or improve my life somewhat. Maybe it's involved in, you know, a, a career progression. Maybe it's family mm. um, relationships. Maybe it's personal relationships. Maybe it's friends. There's lots of areas, you know, maybe it's your, your, your health and your fitness and stuff like that. Mm. This is the season to have that idea creep into your head subconsciously and then just drift away because, you know, Matt Gilks is in uh, for the Thunder and yeah. he's actually just fucking, he's gone whack. You yeah, know? He's, he's really, gone whack, has he? Yeah, he's gone, he's gone whack, old Gilksy. Uh, and then we're into the ads and the, the beers and that. Do you want to go talk to Aaron Finch? Yes. Here he is right now. Here's Aaron Finch. Well, we're back for the interview this week, uh, and of course, our interviews on TGC are brought to you by Shane Watson's winning the inner battle. Uh, last time we spoke about that on the show, we had Will Sutherland on the couch, who he goes said he owed a lot to that book. Yep. I think he said he was halfway through it. So, I mean, who knows how good Will can get if he reads the other half uh, <laughs> yeah. of the book? But it's, yeah. it's the one-stop shop for cricket psychology. Uh, my understanding is that, like, the the books are actually flying off the shelves. All ages, all level skill levels, um, and uh, what can we say heading into Christmas? Uh, Shane Watson for winning the inner battle to assist your cricket game, even life game. You know, you got some financial decisions to make. You got some relationship decisions. Are to you make. talking to yourself? <laughs> looking, looking I'm looking down. right down at the couch. <laughs> got a couple of calls to make there with colleagues. You know, <laughs> shamewatson.au winning the inner battle. Very special guest with us this week here on the couch in the flesh. It's a big mitt. Uh, it's lean. It's lean. It's the rig is good. Yeah, Finch is looking fit. Yeah. 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 Uh, World Cup winner, Australian international. It's IPL. It's white ball. It's um, just so much pleasure in the first opening uh, salvos of any white ball game. Uh, Aaron Finch, Finchy, welcome to the couch. Thanks for having me. It's been a long time coming. Mm. Too long, do you think? Uh, maybe not. Maybe <laughs> been waiting, on, waiting on the it was the right waiting on the message. Yeah. Well, there's been a few messages over the years back and forth, and it just hasn't quite matched up. So yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure which one of you was first to reach out, but uh, you were the most recent. Yeah. yeah. No, no, we, 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 you. no, 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 no. He's cooler no. than me. No, no. Yeah. Um, when when Pezzo there was introducing you as World Cup winner, now you've actually won two World Cups. You've won yes. – it's dual format. Like, did, does that sort of – does that upset you a little bit when he didn't recognise both victories? Well, I think you can lump them into one. When If you've won one, you've won two, haven't you? Because, mm. you know, like, because, like, the, the, the 2015 World Cup win, home World Cup win, what that meant – 100 wonderful. against England. Oh, oh, MCG. I mean, come on. But, Jeez. like, the 2021 mm. one in the UAE, like, mm. that was – it would have been a different – Style of satisfaction that one that that certainly was because I think everyone, all the pundits 
not one of them had us even making the top four. Oh, us included. So, including us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Wrote you yeah. off. Yeah, receipts. <laughs> yeah. Receipts. Receipts. Keep the yeah. receipts. Yeah. <laughs> so, so anything that, that was written, anything like that was always kept. And just it actually was kept. It was it, kept. Plastered up on the wall like yeah. a sort of um, like a like a police investigator. Not quite. <laughs> not quite. <laughs> with, with string. String. Band. Yeah, it's just trying <laughs> no, to. But the boys would talk about it at various times. So yeah. Say, yeah. Oh, Ricky Ponting said we wouldn't make the finals. Michael Vaughan come out and said this. And <laughs> I remember Mark Nicholas came up to me before the first toss of the coin. We were playing South Africa at Abu Dhabi, and he come up and he mm. said, "You guys have got no chance." Oh. I said, Are you serious? I said, "Mark my words, we'll win the tournament." I said, we've got all the tools. And he looked at me and he goes, you are joking. And we chatted about it during the World Cup, actually. And he, and he said, I remember that conversation because when you won it, he goes, I, I didn't think you could do it. And I said, to be honest, at the time, I didn't think we could either. <laughs> but you yeah. had all the tools because you kept winning the toss. So you had it all there. Six out yeah. of seven tosses. Yeah. And, and, and Funkmaster Flex, Tossmaster Finch, I believe, is <laughs> what everyone was saying around the world. A lot of years go into that. Yeah. <laughs> but that, that, that was a big part of it as well. I think any time you play in the, in the Middle East or the subcontinent yeah. at that time of year, the dew is a huge factor. Right, and, right, right. Um, we played some bloody good cricket right throughout, though. So, yeah, we won a lot of tosses, but at the same time, we still played well. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's true that that uh, – the white ball team as helmed by you has a different kind of vibe to the test team, doesn't it? Like there's a few different different styles of alphas in the group. It's a little bit like uh, looser mm. and more fun. Uh, the, the white ball team? Yeah, yeah. Like it's just- Not at the top, it's not. <laughs> I was a grumpy prick a lot of the time, especially on the field. So yeah. I think if you talk to the guys who play under Paddy now, who, who played under me. Yeah. They would, they would say, this is much more fun. Yeah. <laughs> I was quite demanding on the field. Paddy's a very relaxed, chilled-out customer who, who follows the process and has faith in, in the process, which I do, but on the field I just I'd lose my shit every now and then, <laughs> particularly at Manus. Yeah, so, so we, we keep hearing. But, like, yeah. I mean, that actual World Cup win, that, mm. that wasn't foreseen given that Hughes had been dusted by <laughs> Bangladesh and the West Indies leading up to it, and there was a lot of um, – I just seem mm. to remember there's a lot of conjecture with JL stuff and uh, and flux in the team, and then all of a sudden, like the Bison is you know hitting the ball longer than anyone's ever seen before. Davy Warner's player of the tournament, yep. Zorba probably should have been. Yep. Um, Wadey was clutch. Wadey clutch yep. coming yeah. in late. Yeah. Um, everything just seemed to click. Is it is it really just pure captaincy and leadership that made that happen? Always. <laughs> no, I, I think if you go back to the West Indies tour, that was a really difficult tour. Mm. Uh, there was COVID. It was uh, – we were locked down for a, for a period while we are in the West Indies. I mean, we are in Barbados staying at a beachside resort, but we weren't allowed to leave our room for four days. Oh, yeah, right. that torture. Is, that is hell. That yeah. was torture. And then I flew home from the West Indies to have knee surgery and the boys continued on to Bangladesh. And the wickets that they were playing on there, they were ridiculous. Yeah. There was turning square from ball one. I think if you if you provided conditions to a club side, they would they would even walk away on them and say, this is unfair. We're, yeah. we're not playing on, on these wickets. So I don't think you can take those two into account. When we turned up, we were really clear with how we wanted to play. The, the difference that we had once we, we crunched all the numbers and went through everything, and, and the one thing that kept coming back was – power play wickets so for a long time we'd, we'd had the structure of five bowlers in the team yeah two that was spinners. a jl thing right didn't you like that six and yeah. five yeah yeah two spinners two quicks oh sorry two spinners three quicks yeah 
But the more that we kept going into the numbers is if you didn't get power play wickets, you didn't win the game. So it was regardless of how good your death bowling was, how good your spinner was, if you're bowling to Rohit Sharma in the 15th over, you're cooked anyway. Mm. You could have the best mm. ever bowling and you're still going to get pumped. Mm. So it was uh, that was a really late decision and a really tough decision on Ashton Agar because he was the one who missed out uh, after being arguably our best player for for two years in the lead up and, and we wanted to go with the aggression of the wrist spin of Zamps. And then it was it was genuinely out of Cummins or Hazelwood to, to be that third quick or the, sorry, the second quick, but then to play them both and be able to go really aggressive in the power play and then use Maxwell and Marsh and Stoinis as your fifth bowler. That was a big decision to make. But the, the more we kept crunching the numbers, the more obvious it became. And um, once we stuck to that, we, we agreed on it, stuck to it and it worked. When you like, you're saying these names, and you're like, oh yeah, Australia's got some really good cricketers. Like they, they really do. But international cricket, like everyone's good, right? Yeah. But like, I, I still can't believe that they've just won the World Cup. Like in that, in the, in India, there at uh, Ahmedabad in the final game, like that is so. Um, I do you think it's the best World Cup win ever. Has to be. Yeah. yeah. With with everything stacked against you, wickets as well. Yeah, that, of course, to yeah, some yeah, degree. Yeah. yeah. Um, India is so good. India were unbelievable. They yeah. were flawless right throughout. Yeah. Mate, except for two overs, I reckon. The first two overs that, that Hazelwood and Stark bowled at them in Chennai. Oh, yeah. With our three mm. for two. Mm. That was yeah. that was their, their only wobble for the whole tournament. Mm. And then for Australia to come out in the final and be as ruthless as they were, especially on the back of Rohit Sharma, the first five overs, six overs, he just teed off as, yeah. as he was doing all tournament yeah. and, and pumped them. Travis Head... So Rohit Sharma's a pretty unlucky bloke. Travis had held number one for a start. <laughs> Hedy said that himself. Didn't <laughs> yeah, he? The yeah. bin lid, yeah. Exactly right. So <laughs> so that was that was the turning point. And then I mean the planning and preparation that went into winning that final with with Andrew McDonald and Pat Cummins. Yeah. Was, and the execution was unbelievable. Mate, what about him bowling first? Oh, I I couldn't believe it when he bowled. Like it's the only choice you could make though. Really? Oh, oh, I love this. Yeah, yeah, come on, Fitch, you get yeah. in there. Yeah. Well, I've, Especially was that obvious you, to you? No one else. Well, it was, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and I s- still took big balls to do it. Yeah. And I was chatting to Andrew McDonald the night before. Yes. And and I said, you gotta you got to do something to beat India. He goes, don't worry. He goes, we'll, we'll put the balls on the line tomorrow and see how we go. But the, oh, fuck yeah. Hell, yeah. I thought like we just won it again. What else you guys talk about? The, con- <laughs> the contrast in uh, red soil and black soil yeah, wickets, which yeah, often yeah. get talked okay, about right, in India right, is right. – is red soil deteriorate and they crumble and and if they start dry they get drier even if there's dew the ball still spins miles black soil wickets they'll start out a little bit tacky but then once the dew come they it turns into a highway oh right okay. so so you had to take that into account as well you look at all the games that were there during IPL which right which that was heavy dew so it was it was a no brainer decision in the end but a world cup final especially Australia's philosophy generally has been in big games, put a total on the board yeah. and defend. And it's worked for Australia for such yeah. a long time. Yeah. To have the nuts to, to do it against India, who had been so dominant. Yeah. Mm. They got 400, close to 400 in the semi-final against a, a good New Zealand attack as well. Um, mm. Yeah. Hats off. The, yeah. the bit that um, I find difficult to compute in and around all of that, when you say that 
there was only one decision that could be made with that deck, given all of the knowledge that you had, McDonald had, red soil, black soil, gold jacket, green jacket, you know, whatever. <laughs> Should be shooting McGavin. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, it doesn't apply at all because that's who gives a shit, but it yeah. makes a real difference. You know, the, the powers that be, the, um, the, the brains trust mm. knew with all of your experience of cricket in India that, that you actually needed to bowl first from a skills um, and tactical perspective. We live in Australia always believing, like many other countries do, that conditions are rigged against us in India. Um, Ro- how did India come to the conclusion then, if Rohit's telling the truth, that with all of that knowledge they would have batted first? No chance. You just think he just said that? Yeah, 100%. And a lot of the time... So as to not concede that the toss had gone against them. Well, he said it at the toss. Yeah. So he said, yeah, we would have batted first, which I I don't think that he would have. I I think everything that you know about the Indian team, their history of chasing totals is unbelievable. And But maybe the only thing that he was thinking is if we get enough runs, if we get 350, Mm. if you chase that down in a final, you take your hat off to the opposition. But... No, I think they still would have bowled first if, if they had won the toss. All the chat going into the game was that Australia needed to win the toss and bat given India's uh, – how good India had been in the first innings. Yep. So is it possible that that India was trying to double bluff Australia? Potentially. Hunting, you know, in, in into, into batting on that. So P- Potentially. Oh, yeah. it's, Can I ask another question? As a, as, as a captain who's just said that uh, Rohit might have just been – talking shit mm. at the toss. They weren't your words, they were mine. <laughs> have you ever done that at the toss and said, oh, yeah, we would have done X when you were going to do the opposite? Every time there was a toss that I lost, <laughs> if we'll send into bat, I would have said, yeah, we would have bowled first. If we have to bowl first, oh, I would have loved to have batted first on this yeah. wicket. Always. Because then it gives you a little out at the end. Yeah. You go, oh, yeah. yeah, see, like we just got the worst of the conditions. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was always my philosophy. Yeah. But always, I would always wear, and I did it subconsciously, I think, out to the toss, I would always wear a long sleeve if I wanted to bowl first, and a short sleeve if I wanted to bat. <laughs> Fucking first. hell, that's quite a. Who told you that? Who told you that? You had that tell. Well, I worked it out. In oh, the you end. worked it out. Yeah, right, I worked okay. it out right. because there's. I don't want to walk out in the sun and sweat in my shirt, then have to change and yeah. like a long sleeve <laughs> to take that off. And then if, if the cha- change rooms are generally pretty cold places with a lot of aircon pumping, and then you hang your shirt up, then you got to put it back on when you walk out the field in the second half and it's still wet. Yeah, yeah, Jeez, yeah. that's yeah, that's horrific. Yeah. It's like the- putting your shirt on at the beach. <laughs> it's shocking. He goes, wouldn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't get, I don't get this regard. Yeah. Um, the World Cup final was like a month ago, but like, and obviously there's been a test match um, since then and, uh, you know, a whole very important uh, T20I series. Um, but, like, I'm still – like, I, I want to talk about it with people, you know, because I feel like we need mm. to celebrate it more because it was on, like, it was on at three in the morning here in, yep. in Melbourne and, and then they played that fucking dog shit five-match series that no one cares about. They're like, just bring the boys home. Let them celebrate. Are you the same? Like, I just want to – I want to talk about it for, like, an hour with you, even though, like, there's heaps of other cricket to talk about, but – like, do you do you think like the boys have been celebrated enough for winning what is like, in my mind anyway like the best World Cup win ever? No, I don't think that they have been, and and because people would sort of drip feed home. That, yeah, that, that, yeah, exactly. So you got some guys that come home immediately. You got some who came home after two games of the T Twenty International Series, or yeah, T Twenties. Yeah, then yeah, yeah. The rest of the guys come over at, come home at the end. So there wasn't a, a big. Welcome home mm. type thing. I think Pat Cummins got two autographs <laughs> and a selfie with, yeah, a, that's right. with an eight year old kid at yeah. Sydney Airport, but that was it. Yeah. Someone so pretended to be his driver and took his hand <laughs> and went out the door. Then, yeah. So when we won it in 2015, the next day we're at Fed Square. There was a huge turnout. Yeah, that was a parade, good. but it was it was yeah. just 
Yeah. Oh, it was celebrated. And I think yeah. that's because it was in Australia. And then we went and drank piss for yeah. a couple mm. of days. Oh, Bailey just broke in the World Cup, hadn't he? He just, mm. didn't he break, a, break an arm of it? I don't know. <laughs> no, that's public, brother. It's, it's, it's been said like many times. Seriously. <laughs> no, look at he's still he's, he's still yeah, yeah, a skipper. I'm not, I'm he's still a skipper. That. I'm not trusting you on that. Uh, which that was really cool. But then when we wanted yeah. in Dubai in the UAE, I think we got back to the hotel maybe one AM. Some of the guys were leaving at six AM because they had to be on a charter flight to get back because it was still COVID mm. times. Oh yeah, right. To stay like bubble to bubble with the test for the test matches coming that's home, right. which Helped out with quarantine, training, and stuff like that, and then the rest of us stayed there, and then caught a commercial flight home. Yeah, because skate goggles. Were, were you a skate goggles-man for that? Oh, that blew my mind when the boys pulled them out after yeah. the. Who after brought them? Swepo. Swepo Zamps. Yeah, Zamp would be. There was a couple of the guys who bought them on eBay. I think, or not on Amazon. Right. Yeah. Purely, uh, purely to celebrate winning the World Cup. Mm. I, was <laughs> confident. My, I was shitting myself turning up to <laughs> yeah. it, yeah. Let, let alone thinking about winning it. Yeah. But you must have like, um, just like, just talking about being like celebrated because that was such a great win as well. You guys mm. like being underdogs, I think. Mm. Well, sorry, not not in the team's eyes, obviously, but um, at TJC's eyes. Yeah. And so, like, you must have felt that the 2022 World Cup, which was then the one that ended up being at home, yeah. You must have felt like, oh, that would be like the coronation, you know, like that'd be the one where we can because we're at home and we're we're mm. a good shot of doing it again. And obviously, you basically got to wash out against uh, England, England right? And, didn't get, and obviously lost, losing to New Zealand wasn't great starting, but like you must have felt like we're going to be celebrated if we do it again at home. Yeah, you always think about that and especially yeah. being defending champions in a format that traditionally we've fallen short of, mm. uh, short of the mark. So coming back to that was difficult because we had we had a lot of expectation and pressure which we, we didn't have any other time because no one including you guys, didn't think we could win it in Dubai. <laughs> so uh, it was a really strange one because the year before, South Africa won four out of five games and missed the semis. Yeah, yeah. We lost one game and missed the semis this time and, and it turns out it was net run rate. So it, it's a brutal format of the game, the yeah. T21. And, and people, like I don't read a huge amount of stuff, cricket or otherwise, but it was <laughs> uh, people are saying, well, it's been a disastrous World Cup campaign for Australia. We lost one game. Yeah. Like, so So yeah. was it disastrous? We, yeah. we got pumped in the first game against New Zealand. They they caught us off guard. And um, from there, you, you're chasing your tail a little bit, but then you have the washout against England, which I think at, at that time we could have beaten them. Mm. Um, no other time in T20 cricket, we, we looked like getting near them. They, yeah. they, in Dubai, they pumped us. Yeah. Mm. Joss Butler was running down the wicket to length balls and, yeah. Hitting him 250 metres. <laughs> <laughs> that was some of the best batting I've ever seen. Mm. Yeah. But but overall, we were looking forward to that World Cup and, yeah. and just, yeah, that first game got away from us. Yeah. It, yeah. I felt like it was an interesting World Cup in terms of just um, having a look at where like T20 cricket is in Australia and also like where the where it is with the fans. Mm. Uh, someone like you has, uh, you know, you've you've plied your trade for a decade in in the format, including going over to India, playing the IPL, the top level of the game. You've captained Australia to, you know, T20 World Cup wins, um, trophies. Uh, I felt like when that World Cup came around that um, it sort of it demonstrated a little bit that for Australians uh, that we still are not really native to the T20 format yeah. as, as fans. And mm. I, I wonder how much of that is influenced by the fact that the peak competition, the IPL happens when we're asleep. Yep. Uh, there are so many movements in the game 
suggesting that T20 cricket is going to become the primary format if it isn't already in a lot of corners. Is Do you think about whether Australia as a cricketing culture is is well set or prepared for that? Because it seems to me like mm. our fans still just like the Australian summer, the tests when they're on. It's just that all the movements economically seem to suggest that it, it, it's going to be hard to maintain. Absolutely, it will be hard to maintain. And I think we don't play nearly as much T20 cricket in Australia as the rest of the world. Mm. So if you're talking India, they've got the IPL obviously, but then they've also got their domestic competition below that, um, which is there's a, a huge T20 focus as well. They've also got each state will have will then have a T20 competition. So you've got the Karnataka Premier League down in, right. in Bangalore and uh, Tamil Nadu Premier League, and, and they're all around the country. So these guys are playing like 50, 60 T20 games a year. Mm. For an Australian player just playing domestic cricket, you play 10 now that the Big Bash is on. In Melbourne in particular, the club T20s are only happening, they started on the weekend. Yeah. And guys that are playing Big Bash are taken out of them. So people, even the, the domestic players in Australia might be playing 10, 12, 15 games if they don't play anywhere else around the world. So there's, there's, there's a lot less content than there is anywhere else. So mm. the Australian public can be really, really fickle at times, can't they? Mm. Because if you're going well, they don't want you to go too well because mm. then the game's too easy. We won't come and watch because Australia will just win. And if, they're going, if you're going poorly... They won't come and watch because we want heads. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, we want yeah, blood yeah. and heads have to roll. So yeah, heads must so roll. It, it can be really, <laughs> it can be really fickle at times playing cricket for Australia. Oh yeah, it must be. Um, how did you uh, like? How do you feel about your uh, retirement from the game, like, in, international game? I mean, because obviously you're still playing for the Renegades, but uh, and presumably for Geelong as well. Obviously on on weekends. Yeah, you'll be, you'll be playing. I didn't for make them. it on the weekend. <laughs> didn't make it. So not no. selected. Or? I was down with COVID. Oh, okay. first time yeah. ever. Really? Really? Yeah. Oh, well done. Yeah, congrats. Yeah. You got a, you, you have a, a secret to that point? Like, is it no jab or anything? Whiskey. <laughs> That's why you say whiskey. Because Gilly, Gilly believes in tequila. Tequila. Shout out to Club Prairie Fire. Yeah. Good, good yeah. Uh, cast. Is it? Yeah. I'm told it. No. It, it, <laughs> <laughs> no, I've listened to it. It's good. It's good. Yeah. Club Prairie Fire is good. Do, do you good have, lads. What? Oh, sorry. The podcast. I thought yeah. you were talking about a type of tequila. Uh, oh. I don't know what tequila has, but yeah. he's... St- he swears on a tequila every day. Yeah, tequila every day. Yeah, and yeah. he hasn't had COVID yet. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I, I literally... I tested, Are you whiskey for you? Whiskey. I tested positive on Friday. Okay. So ne- negative good, good on Sunday. <laughs> Two promise, days. I promise you. <laughs> yeah. It was the strangest thing. Maybe it was a false positive. Okay. But... Anyway. Well, let us know in the comments. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm feeling <laughs> sick, actually. <laughs> if anyone's got COVID who's been around me, yeah. apologies. <laughs> apologies so, yeah. Sorry about that. Do you have some sort of, um, like, uh, are you memorialised somewhere at Geelong Cricket Club? No. no. Nothing? Tell you what I used to have there. Surely there's got to be something there for yeah, Finchie. Yeah, I thought there was a, I, I used to have a net. Yeah. Oh, so yeah, that's, that's right. Yeah, yeah. we spoke yeah. about Gareth this before. Nets. Yeah, the I nets. Feel like under, no, I feel was, like that's unders. I feel like that's unders. It wasn't a net. It was a net. One, we'll give him one. We'll net. give him a net. Net, and that sign is no longer there. Really? Really? I said, oh, I'm not playing again until you get my name back up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Um, but, but what did happen? So it's the David Kelly Nets, who's who was the president at the time. He okay. put a lot of work into okay. getting all the facilities. Okay. Yeah. And then there's the Ian Redpath Net, um, Wayne Phillips, but basically guys from the area who've played Test cricket or, or cricket for Australia, and okay. then. I had my so theirs were all green because I'd played Test cricket. Mine was yellow because I hadn't played Test cricket at that stage. Right. So last time I, I played there, 
I said, where's my green? Yeah. I've played test cricket. Like yeah. test. Not very well, but I still played. Yeah. That's all right. And next next thing I know, it's been taken down. Maybe I'll cause too much of an uproar at the club. <laughs> yeah. just, like, just the whole thing's taken down. See you later. Yeah. All right. I haven't gone back up yet. Um. So, like, when you uh, played the 2022 World Cup and then you – that's when you stopped after that, didn't you? Did you uh, just before that, I retired from ODIs. ODIs. There, there was no ODIs for quite mm. a while. And then yeah. World Cup finished – January, uh, sorry, November, late, mid-November, mid-late mm. November. And then I retired middle of January. Yeah, okay. Pretty clear then. So the tournament had finished yes. and then you decided. So, so I was, A couple months later, yeah. Yeah, okay. So at, at that at that time during the World Cup, you were still intent on perhaps going going through? Like you hadn't made up your mind that you were going to, like this was going to be it? No. no. No, I hadn't made it up no, yet, but no. it become pretty clear. Okay. Yeah, What's okay. it like going through that? I mean- <laughs> Maybe you've been. It's amazing. It's amazing when you when you finally come to the decision. Yeah, yeah. It's so been people that so the free. noise around it, like as in, um, you know, it must be very. It's very easy to sit on a podcast and like you're here now in the flesh as an actual it's human. Easy. You know, you, you haven't used a bathroom here yet, but I'm, I'm you know you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to pull out the realness of you being a person. Whereas like when you're when you're like a stupid yeah. pundit. You can speak about people, and we often do, with so much like a blithe disregard about yeah. their life and who they are. Just like, oh, man, Finch is getting the front pad blow off. Oh, and off, you know, yeah. see you later. I know I can make that joke because you've made that joke on yeah. TV, but like we're talking about it with David Warner now, for example, as well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what do you, what was the experience like for you when you, when the chorus rises of people saying, we don't want you there anymore, even though you've given so much? Uh, and how, so, so maybe answer that first, and then we can talk about Warner after that. Well, the the public stuff has no effect, right, on, on me personally because I didn't read it, yeah. and and because you don't need to. Are read. you just hearing for the first time from me now? That people <laughs> are talking about. It? I'm sorry. He's always it was, it was, on. People have told me. Okay, people right, have right. told me. But they. <laughs> what do you mean? But you don't need <laughs> to. <laughs> you don't need to read shit. Most yeah. of it's shit. Yeah. You, do, you don't need to read that when you're playing poorly because you already know. Yeah. yeah. And you don't need to read it when you're going well because you already know. Mm. If you're playing well, you know you're, you're playing well. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so it's never bothered me. And if people are, are, are critical of my game or anything like that, oh, no issues because it's that's purely numbers based thing. You, you're either getting runs or you're not. So, so I've got no issues with with anything in that regard. And I was probably lucky throughout my career is I didn't do enough to piss the public off. <laughs> so no one really, no yeah. one ever came at me personally yeah. or anything. I see what you mean by that, but yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, you know what I mean. Like, yeah, there's no, yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> you you didn't have would, any ill will towards you. You had no. goodwill from the public. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think so because you. yeah, yeah. Being a normal person yeah. generally does that. <laughs> if you ever run into people and you're having a beer at the pub and you chat yeah. with them for half an hour, they, yeah, yeah. People generally think you're a nice guy. Yeah. So I never, I never had any ill will, like you said. Mm. Yeah. Maybe every now and then, but. But nothing that stands out to me that goes, geez, that really got to me. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So it's funny though, because like you might have even said this before, but I can't place it where you said it, but like you were such a worldy Finchie. Like I just like I didn't think about like the memories you have me as a fan, like that one 
60 you got in England. Was that one? What did you get? 160? 156. 156. 156. Off 63. Sorry, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. That's where the 60 was coming in. Yeah, yeah, yeah of course. Yeah. 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 14, 6 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's one of them. He showed me his wagon wheel before he came <laughs> in. It was yeah, kind of right. weird, yeah. Um, you know, like World Cup wins, uh, like some, like he was such a big part of the Big Bash as well, like setting that up and making that great and like – but then, and then you play test cricket and you just did it yourself. Like you, you, you had to go test cricket and then you were like, I wasn't any good at it. So mm. like how good you have to be for like the public to start, like start calling you shit. Like no, like no, if you failed in like shield cricket, no one cares. But if mm. you fail in like international cricket, then people are like, ah, he's terrible. He's yeah. a terrible cricketer. It's weird. Yeah, it is weird. And I, even now looking back at my career and some of the really cool things that I did, mm. whether it be in a, a good innings or, or, big wins or like World Cup wins and stuff. Yeah. I always struggle to see myself as a player. I, I was just I was just trying to do my job as well as I could. Whether I did it well or not on that particular day, it's quite irrelevant. But I like I would bat with David Warner and I'd bat with Steve Smith and bat with Glenn Maxwell and these guys. And I'm like, who are these guys? Like these mm. guys are, are up here with with their skill level. I'm down here. Like, how how do you how do you comprehend that? Um, so I didn't really in the end, and and you just admire it for what it is. Yeah. Oh, but but yeah. then other people would see me slightly different as well. Yeah. I think well, I I had skills that they didn't have, and it's generally things that you can't do personally that that you envy so much in other right, people. Right. Right. Mm. Like hitting it before it hits your front pad. Like, <laughs> cheers. <laughs> Coming here and just <laughs> keep getting my front pad ripped off into retirement. <laughs> It was a big front bat at the end. It was, it absolutely <laughs> was. And Trent Bolt had a laser beam on it. <laughs> um, no, I'm just really, I'm just really curious about that. Like that, that little insight that you bat with these other guys, and you, yeah. you, you feel like they're on a different plane, and you're just like a normal guy or whatever. Because I yeah. didn't see, I personally didn't see it that way. It was, and quite often you dominated those guys. You know, when you're at the crease, do you like? It was just what they could do that I yeah. couldn't. Like Maxi being able to hit the ball three sixty around the ground yeah. was extraordinary. Steve Smith to be able to walk across his stumps at will and mm. hit them anywhere he wanted, how much time he had that just that blew my mind because you'd you'd face the same bowlers in the nets, mm. come and Stark Hazelwood with brand new balls every net session. Oh fuck that! And, and it was, <laughs> as I got closer to the, I never really feared batting in the nets at all. Mitchell Johnson, he was different. He that was genuine fear. And yeah. I'll just try and survive. Whereas Shane Watson, he would go into the nets and he would like be playing every shot in the book and pumping him. Yeah. And then I'd bat and I'm like, shit, I am no good compared to him. And then you'd right. go out into the middle and you're facing the same bowlers and how much time they had compared to how much you had. But then you'd speak to them and they go, geez, you look like you had time today. I'm like, really? <laughs> so then you go back and watch innings that you've played to see what your footwork patterns were like. But back, just sorry to go back to when I when I worked out, uh, I was going to retire. I, I knew that I was really close, mm. and my time was when I stopped really wanting to go to training mm. in internationals. I was like, if I get a duck today, I don't care. Like, yeah, right. I was, I was my last three games were against New Zealand. They were in Cairns or yeah, they, uh, Cairns. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And after the first game, I was like. Do I want to be doing this? Trent Bolt running and blowing my front pad off again. <laughs> um, and I, I just, I wasn't enjoying, I, I always loved planning and preparation like as a captain. 
and I was still loving doing that. But then I was like, oh, I don't want to bat in the nets today and fielding practice. Geez, that's going to be tough. So that, that that's when I knew. And, and once I decided, I spoke to my wife about it and she's like, well, if that's how you feel, pull the pin. Mm. Mm. And that was for ODIs. And then at the time, actually, Andrew McDonald said, just play, have some time off after this because we had a, a little break and play the the irrelevant games at the back end of that T20 World Cup against England, the three ODIs. Mm. Drunk England threes. Oh, yeah, that's right, yeah. yeah, And he goes, you can finish your career. I think that would have been my 150th ODI finishing at the MCG. And I'm like, no, that actually doesn't interest me one bit. Yeah, right. um, Yeah, but it was a good feeling once once you come to terms with with it. Mm. Can I – this is a really, like, broad question. Um, But I just think it's an interesting one in terms of – Perspective. A lot of people would hear you go, oh, I'm, I'm batting at the other end of these guys who are worldies and I don't sort of have the time of them or whatever. Like I think about someone like Mike Hussey, right, who came into international cricket or test cricket relatively late. Mm. You know, he had to wait a long time. He, what did he debut when he was 30? Yeah. Right? And he amasses thousands and thousands of runs at a great average and ends up playing 70 tests or something yeah, like that. Yeah, that's right, yeah. And I wonder whether... He feels like he only got half the career that he could have. He could have been a super worldy who debuted at twenty. He was playing mm. yeah. at the time, and and had things been different, he he may have. And and I've always wanted to ask him how he feels about his career, even though it looks amazing. Like, how do you feel about your career in terms of attainment? I mean, a lot of people on the street mm. are like, World Cup winning captain, jewel, um, baggy green, plays for Australia. But I know people who at who have played at your level, sometimes the appetite's insatiable and, it, you know, never and they're never satisfied or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, do you look back in your career? You, you played IPL. You've done everything. You know, do you look back and go, I've, I'm unders, you know, like heart of hearts or are you like, I did it, you know, I, I like, I did the thing. I played for Australia. Yeah, that, I'm really proud of my career. Yeah. And I think if you separate it, if you, if you take the test match, the five tests that I played as a separate one, I'm – I'm proud that I played five tests. I'm also proud that I worked out I wasn't good enough right. to, to open the batting anyway in, in test cricket in Australia or whether it be in England because that, that's a totally different game. Mm. So I'm, I'm still proud that I had the opportunity to do it and, and I think I've got a couple of 50s. And, but white ball cricket, I think that's – yeah, I'm proud of what I achieved whether both personally and uh, as a captain of Australia. So that, I think they're just things that you're – you don't think about until you finish. Mm. And like you said about Mike Hussey, like the boys used to tell stories about walking out to bat with Huss and say, oh, what's the ball do? Oh, it's a reverse swing and I don't know how I can score a run. Like, <laughs> I don't know where I can get a run off this guy. Yeah. I said, mate, you're 60 off 30. <laughs> what, are you, what are you talking about? But like you said, it's like, I wish yeah. I was that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just the insatiable appetite to to always be better and that, that yeah. gets some people going. Like yeah. the, the chaotic nature of white ball cricket is – Geez, I don't know how I'm going to do it. Bang, six. Well, that's how you do it, Huss. <laughs> yeah, yeah, other guys yeah, yeah. like to be really methodical and, and work out or have a plan before they go out to bat on on how they're going to attack certain players. So that's just one of those things that I think everyone would, would judge their careers differently. Um, but I'm very content with how mine went. You mentioned before about Mitch Johnson facing him in the nets was just fear. Like, what was it about him? Because, I mean, he, I know he can crank it up to sort of mm. 140s or maybe even 150s. might have touched that different points. But you would have faced, like, when Siddle first came in, he was he was around that at mark as well. Like, what was, what was it about Mitch compared to 
Hazelwood, Cummo, Stark, oh, etc. That was just a little bit more left arm, left arm, yeah, into it, the front elbow, front like, elbow, like, rib cage, fuck that, armpit, yeah. erratic. Well, yeah. it was it was on song for a long time through there, so you never worried. I mean, more like he can just he's, he can bowl multiple links. I'm, I'm, I don't want to sledge Mitch Johnson. I thought about his writing. Yeah, <laughs> no, like, and it was just it was fast, and it was it was never. All right, I'm just going to warm into it, and and you'll get your first ten minutes of your net. Mm. Like oh. Just just trying trying to work on something. If he was working on something, he'd do it separately. When the batters right. walked into the nets, he was ready to go, and it was going to be on. And that was so hard. It was, I mean. Yuck! Yeah, <laughs> it, it was it was, it was brutal. And then yeah. you got Mitchell Stark, who's always a lot fuller, but swinging it. Yeah. And every now and then, when he pulls his length back, that's rib cage and armpit. Comes from so high as well, Stark, because yeah. he's he's taller than Mitch Johnson, but, yeah. he, but his action's higher as well, isn't it? Yeah, it is. So like hard to get forward to it, even though he's bowling fuller. <sighs> I never get forward. Well, oh. any time I did get forward, my front locked <laughs> off and I got nine, got nine eleven. Yeah. <laughs> 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 He's not touching that. Um, <laughs> did he reserve a special amount of um, like pace for for Davy? I, I didn't. I didn't see that coming. No, I think he broke his thumb once in the Wacker nets. How are we talking? The, yeah, at the Gloucester Park, and there used to be a little ridge in the nets, and I actually got dropped from the one day side. Mitch Johnson broke Davy's thumb in the nets, clipped his. I think it was his bottom thumb, oh. broke that. Then I got back into the side and was never technically dropped because <laughs> <laughs> I didn't miss a game. So, um, yeah, that uh, was – yeah, he was ugly to face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What have you, what have you, what have you made of that, like, Farrago as uh, teammates, you know? Mm. Uh, yeah, it was, uh, when you get a bit personal, that's probably – it's not ideal, is it? And, mm. and well, he admitted it himself. He said that, that was probably one place that he wished he didn't go – with that, but Davey, I mean, anytime he's backed into a corner, he does well. Yeah. And he just, time after time, and I spoke to him the other day and, and he said, you'd think after 15 years I'd know. <laughs> <laughs> Which is so good. Which is so good. What do you say to that? Like, sure, like, like do you go, like, yeah, that, that, that's right, Bull. Yeah. You're the man. You know, like, it's, it's, but it is right. Yeah. I, know, I know, but do you say it like, yeah. as his mate? You know, it's yeah. like, okay, mate. I was, sorry, it was just tech. So it was okay, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. You'd think they'd know. Yeah, you think they'd know by now, 15 years at the top of the game. Um, how are you enjoying the commentary? Because, like, mate, Loving I, it. I, I, I know you're sitting here, but I, I genuinely reckon I think you're great. Yeah. Like, uh, I, th- I think that um, you also have a nice like connection to the players still as well. And you're playing, so you, I mean, you still are playing mm. a very good level of cricket. But like, I, I, well, I like I'm, it that I'm, you've I'm got. I'm playing at a very good level of cricket. In sorry, the competition's the, very competi- good. <laughs> the competition. The My is. level is not quite as good as what it used to be. But I, I, I really like. I, I yeah, as I said, I think you're fantastic because like you're still in the game and you're close to the plays and stuff, and so you, and you still have like insights which I feel like are really relevant as well. But like, I mean. We were just talking before. You obviously are going to continue doing commentary, and we'll hopefully hear more from you for the summer. But you're obviously enjoying it as well. Loving it, yeah. yeah. I, I think leaving playing and going, trying to find something else that you're passionate about is is really important. And, and it's something mm. everyone used to tell me: you've got to find something outside of cricket to do. Well, I didn't. Yeah, so same. Yeah, continue. same, mate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but I, 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 I love doing it, and and there's been some good feedback. So that, that's that's been really good. I, did a few ODIs in the lead up to the last IPL, IPL World Cup. I'll do a bit over the summer. World yeah. IPL again, World Cup again. So, yeah, that's something that I love doing, and keeps you connected to the game, like you said, mm. because it, it can be pretty easy to go 
to just drift away from it and then to come back, especially if you wanted to get into commentary, then that that's a pretty tough way to get back in. So right. doing it while you're still connected to the game is important, I think. And yeah. I've loved every minute of it. On the road a lot, I'd imagine still. I mean, you you on, are on the road a lot. Like, on the road a lot. Yeah. The, the schedule during the World Cup, that was pretty brutal. I think I had up until the semi-final, I think I'd had four days where I had nothing on. The rest of I did 20 games, 20 games at the ground. So live commentary on, mm. on the world feed plus the star, star sports, 90-minute pre-show, post-show. So that, that was that was long. There were some long days when you get up at 4.30 in the morning to go catch a flight to yeah. commentate, but you're on air at 12 o'clock for the pre-show. So you've got enough time to get your suit pressed when you get to the hotel and then you're literally out the door 20 minutes later, get to sleep maybe 1 or 2 o'clock in the morning after you wind down. Winding down, like that's not even having time to have a drink or anything. Yeah. It's just purely... Winding down after the game, and then four thirty, your alarm goes off, and you're in a different city doing Fuck, it. It's a lot, isn't it? To yeah. do that a couple of days in a row mm, yeah. wears you down, and and takes a while to recover. Yeah, I bet yeah. And so, then yeah. and then you do it to yourself a few times <laughs> when you do get a day off. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. Instead of yeah. recharging, you push through. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Instead of recharging, you really, yeah. really grind yourself into the ground. <laughs> um, have you got to go soon? Soon, yeah. Soon? That's all right. Yeah, that's fine. No, not really, actually. I've got to get to, to, you'll, you'll go when we let I've you I've got to go. get to the junction for training. <laughs> uh, that's all right. you you got enough cash, eh? Um, um, just on the commentary, do you what, what, what sort of style do you want to take into it? Because, you know, you've got some of your teammates who, who like, or former teammates who, like, who just want to, you know, fire shots at guys to get them going. Like, um, do you feel like some of the greats of the game or the elder statesmen who commentate have a real grasp of how the game is being played these days and when you commentate like how much are you saying versus what you actually know or observe on the field uh because i'm sure there's considerations around what the public's willing to ingest or know about yeah there's times when you have to be almost second guess yourself a little bit but if if the game's being played in front of you and you comment on that like as a player i never had an issue and i know the players now if you're coming commenting purely on performance then there's no issue if Mm. someone plays a bad shot it's a bad shot Mm. Mm. you can butter it up a million different ways but it's still a bad shot, whether you say it or not. And and you always do say it. Um, and I haven't done enough stuff away from the game in terms of like I've never written, so I, so I haven't gone down that path yet or mm. I'm doing opinion pieces and stuff like that, which which that can – you have to be a bit more controversial at times mm. if you want to do them to, to get noticed. So um, it's not something that I want to do. But a play, as a player, you understand when you've got a responsibility to to call it out if, if mm. someone's not performing as well. Mm. All right, I know you've got to go in a second. We're going to talk later in the show about the IPL auction and the mini auction uh, and all that sort of shit. But um, uh, w- make some predictions um, before people actually find out what happens tonight at the auction. You know, yeah, like yeah, who, yeah. who do you think is going to go for a lot? Uh, and Starkey. What, Starkey yeah. just for bulk. Yeah. Smith going to yeah. get picked up? No. No. Okay. Uh, not Heady? in my opinion. No. Travis Head, quite a bit. Yeah. Ratchin? Yep. Ratchin Rabindra? Yep. Yeah. Uh, and Hardik, captain uh, Mumbai, displacing yep. Rohit. That's a that's a massive story. Oh, big yeah. story. Yeah. yeah, that's huge. I think. Uh, yeah, looking looking the, into the distance. <laughs> <laughs> like, what am I going to say? <laughs> did, did I see that the, the Mumbai Indians Instagram followers went down by five hundred thousand? I thought. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you can be a Rohit yeah. fan yeah. and not a Mumbai fan, yeah. right? Like that's Correct. how it works. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's players. Absolutely. Yeah, they they really connected to players and. I reckon it would have taken a lot of people off guard, um, taken them by surprise. I think five-time winning captain, 
It's been brilliant. <laughs> and I, I think people have, have been upset with how it's been released. I think if Rohit come out and said, I think that this is the best thing for the Mumbai Indians going forward to, to have sustainable success, then I'm going to step down but continue to play. Yeah. Um, I think it might have been received a bit better. How long that, that's been in place for, I'm not sure. Mm. Crazy. You know way more than that. Uh, Aaron Finch, um, <laughs> thanks so much for your thanks generosity for of your time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, love having you on the couch. Love to do something with you down the track as well. Best of luck with the Gades and uh, sure. If it's <laughs> Thanks, boys. No worries. Cheers, Fiji. Thank you very much to Finchy uh, for joining us in studio. We actually decided to push the podcast back. It was going to come out yesterday, but we decided to push it back a day to get Finchy yeah. in the studio. His availability uh, uh, meant that we could get him today, so we thought it best to have him in here. So much better, like having guys in here for a chat. You know, well, obviously we've been very fortunate to speak to many guys over Zoom and that sort of thing. Like even Stuart Broad recently. That's that's all well and good over Zoom. We we make do, but having him in here, just sit down, have a conversation with these guys, learn more about them, what their stories are, look them in the fucking eyes. You know, look them in the eyes, not just the eyes, the fucking eyes. You know, and just um and just see if they're painted on. Or what's doing? Um, <laughs> the IPL auction is happening tonight, Pezza, uh, and there's been a little bit of movement, but not nearly as much movement uh, for Nonsers when they did the mock auction last night for Gio Cinema. <laughs> Gio, Gio, so Gio. I say Gio, Gio, Wow, yeah, wowee. Um, uh, so they did a mock auction last night. People, people covering it as well. Uh, it's, it's kind of weird seeing like, like. Um, uh, like transfer chat in cricket. Yeah. You know, like I, I can well, get on board with it. There's a big one that's happened. Like, uh, and, and the, look, the, yeah. the, the actual auction's tonight, so it's a shame that we're not coming in tomorrow because tomorrow when we wake up, um, some bastard's going to have made several million for six Squillions. weeks work or whatever. And yeah. good luck to them. Yeah. Of course. Well, Tom, uh, Moody, Tom Moody said that he doesn't think that Stark is just going to get picked up. He's going to break the record. The record is owned by well, Tom in, Curran. In the mock, oh, sorry, Sam Curran. In the, uh, in the mock auction, which I definitely didn't watch. Uh, yeah. Stark ended up the highest paid. Uh, right. Mike, Mike Hessen from RCB picked him up in the mock auction. In the mock auction, this is this is blokes playing with dolls. This is doll stuff. Yeah, hard and but it's very significant because I'm sure without even having looked at the numbers that that TV event will outstrip anything that Australian cricket has offered. Perhaps. As you said off air, he goes, any show in the world at that, that time. That was on last night. Yeah. That would be the most watched show last night. Once again, the IPL is the main game in cricket economics and also the main circus for its best white ball yes. or short form players. Right. And uh, yeah, the, the chat going into the auction is that Stark's going to go for squillings. He hasn't been around for 10 years or whatever yeah, the fuck it is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and Hetty's in the auction as well. Yep. Now, will he be punished by Indians for his innings uh, in the World Cup final or will mm. he be rewarded? Mm. Uh, is he really the father of India? Indeed. Will he be able to um, progress from his previous role in the IPL, which is being a decoy for AB de Villiers as a reserve <laughs> for RCB? I say yes uh, to Hetty. But the, the yeah. big story in the uh, the IPL is that yeah. Mumbai Indians have um, uh, have secured the services of Hardik Pandya. Mm-hmm. Uh who has been like a stalwart for them for a long time, but went to Gujarat for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Massive move. Captain won the there. IPL. Yeah, then run, um, up, run up next year. Yeah, and uh, Mumbai have secured his return. Now, the great controversy over this is what does this mean um, for Rohit? Because one of Hardik's preconditions for mm. returning was mm. to be captain. Must be captain. Must be captain of Mumbai. And it was granted by mm. the powers that be. And they are powerful people yes. at Mumbai Indians. Um 
What does this mean for India's literal captain, who has been the captain of the Mumbai Indians and with great success He's won for a five long period of time? IPLs. Five, equal, equal with Dhoni. Wins it about every other year. Yeah. Rohit. Yeah. Rohit Sharma, yeah. whose form at the World Cup was uh, almost incomparable, particularly yep. at the start. Yep. Uh, People are suggesting now. This is the transfer chat. This is it's, it's as big as it gets. Yeah. People, does he does does Rohit up and leave? Well, apparently, Mumbai? apparently Delhi tried to get him, but then he can't Hunter. because he's under he's under contract still, so he can't okay. actually leave. That's but yeah. Now, th- that's when you'd be talking some fees. Yeah, I'd imagine yes. without any idea of the economics of these things. I'm sure will be told yes. in the comments. But uh, but like. Also, Hardik just just coming in with the Indian captain there. Uh, like, do they have conversations in private? Look, look, brother, I'm coming back if I'm skip of Mumbai, yeah. the big city mm. in India, and that will mean usurping you. We're not doing co-captains. We're not doing some Sydney Swans no, stuff. They're both no. big Swans fans. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We're not talking leadership group no. gear rotating through. No. Uh, I, I want the I want the C. I want the armband. Yeah. Well, apparently, <laughs> apparently Jay Wardner said that this is part of the uh, the transitional period from from going from Rohit into a new captain, a new era for the MI franchise, globally speaking d- as well. Is it is it some kind of like emblematic uh, indicator of Rohit's future as the Indian captain as well, given that, you know, T20 World Cup is coming up. They have not got the result they wanted at the World Cup. Hasn't Rohit him. been through enough, you know? Mate, the big bear cops a lot, you know, but you're Indian captain. Well, I'm, a, I'm a massive fan. I'm yeah. a massive fan of yeah. Rohit, but uh, I like the energy, I like the alpha, I like the casual stuff, but don't poke it, you know what I'm saying? Uh, it. It's great to watch. Uh, does Rohit, and, I, you know, this is, this is probably getting a bit X's and O's and uh, crow's feet for Aussie people who who are asleep during the IPL, but, like, Rohit in a different colour jersey is, that's a, for mm. me, that's um, I that's therapy. You know, that that's like I, I, my world's tilted off its axis in yeah. terms of, like, people looking strange in different jerseys. Any if sport. He for, imagine if he was like a KKR in purple. That'd look fucking weird to yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah. Or Chennai. Yeah, I can sort of see it in Chennai, though. You can see that? I can sort of see What it. jerseys are you, you wanting to see Aussies in? Because, because Stark's back, Cummins is back mm. uh, in the auction. Hetty's there. Yeah, Josh Inglis, you haven't really seen him in too many uh, IPL games. Ratchet Ravindra. Ratchet Ravindra, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you want to see Cummins in? Like, I, I'd like to see... I'd like to see them at big market teams, I have yeah. to say, like with respect to the others. Like there's, basically like, big, there's, there's three of them, yeah. really. Yeah, Chennai, uh, RCB, and right. Mumbai. Yeah. Uh, I can see Cummins in RCB. Can you? Because Cameron, Gra- it. Cameron Green's there. Now. Yeah, yeah. But then Mumbai going to look after him for 10 years. Next auction, back <laughs> back. I mean, Cummins at uh, Bangalore, the smallest and flattest ground in the country. That is, as a, that is a graveyard yeah. for the bowlers. Uh, just a pretty pretty important um, article through the week as well. Mm-hmm. He goes, I know, I know it was day four at the test in Perth, so we we're, were gripped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, it's coming from moneycontrol.com yeah, in India. my Bible. Uh, so plans afoot, apparently, or reports emerging that uh, – that the IPL, BCCI and the IPL are looking to carve out a September-October window for another instalment oh, of the IPL. Thank God. Potentially a T10 or 100 format this time. Um, so, oh and in the report God. it says, marquee bilateral red ball properties such as the Ashes, India v England, India v Australia, and even India v South Africa, among a few others, will survive while the rest of the calendar will begin to veer towards franchise cricket. Now, interestingly, the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia he goes, looking to boost tourism, has already shown major interest in partnering with Indian cricket, right? Yeah. Now, where is the IPL auction being held tonight? I actually, I actually is, don't know. Is it at the junction? 
Uh, no, it's um, it's being held in Dubai. Is it? All right. So ties uh, right. between India and the Middle East yeah. are um, uh, strengthening. Yeah. And well, the whole IPO is sponsored by VisitSaudi.com. Mm. And so, you know, when these reports emerge, it's like, it's like, okay, that's, that's been briefed. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And yeah. it also says in this report, the only cricketing wow. body that will be in a position to stand on their legs is the ECB because the summer months in the UK allowed them to position themselves uniquely mm. given the weather patterns in the lower hemisphere during those months. Uh, so you're looking at another couple of months of the IPL. You're looking at the uh, monopoly board being bought up yeah. uh, and, you know, diminishing amounts of space for the things that we yeah, well, grew up I mean, with. But coin, on the other hand, bunts. there's bunts, yeah. and, uh, you know, that's also a driving force in you know, society. Like we've been um, sort of like following this uh, for the last couple of years, and, like, it's so obvious like what's going to happen, but still when it does happen, when it does start to happen, I'm still like, oh, my God, wow. Like, like, like the sheer power of it is just overwhelming. Like, this is exactly what it's going to be. But, like, I'm still – anytime this sort of news comes up – not this news, but this sort of news yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, comes up, I'm still like, oh, my God. Like, the game like the game that I grew up with and, like, that I still enjoy, even in this, even in this dog shit summer where I'm just watching fucking numbers and records and all that kind of stuff, which is great fun. But, like, even these, these summers I'm going to miss – because it's just it, this is not going to be the case in like fifteen years. Definitely a poignancy to it, yeah. just as it was with the Ashes as well. Yeah, uh, last ever Ashes, but <laughs> the last TV rights, the last TV rights, the IPL went for six billion. Yeah, like uh, yeah, you're just adding another two months onto that. You can just see suits in you know boardrooms just looking at the numbers and just that fucking eyeballs popping out of their head like Looney Tunes. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah. You know, but I mean, but, but Perth got fifty nine thousand at the ground for the chess match. So why don't they just play more tests? Have more tests. Uh, so yeah, it you know how you know it, it's not it's not directly eating into the Australian summer, but mm-hmm. uh, you're talking availabilities. You're talking yeah. other like that that eats right into the CPL. But you know, a lot of the CPL franchises are IPL owned franchises, so. Just saying that, like, yeah, if yeah, it's a monopoly board, they're they're buying up a lot of fucking property, mate. You wonder, like, you wonder if actually the like a good result for Australian cricket, <clears throat> given that this is all going to happen, is that like this happens? There seems to be IPL sort of game during our summer instead of the Big Bash, or like the Big Bash becomes like some sort of franchise like that. I, I, I really haven't thought that. Through, you talk but, private but, private equity, and they buy into it. My point being is like, how does the cricket that we get to see when it's on here in our summer, in times where we can watch it? How does that become the best cricket possible? And I really like is again. I've not thought oh. about this at all. But is is that is that the way? Is is that what that has to be? Well, scary. I don't know. It? In five years' time or whatever, if more of that board is taken up by IPL owned franchises and yeah. you know BCCI adjacent, yeah. um, well, uh, well, perhaps they've even transcended BCCI. They are in battle as well. So another one, just on top of that, is that obviously Major League Cricket, which is mostly owned by IPL mm. franchises, is pushing right up against the hundred next year. Yeah, and the hundred is is. I think ahead of the BBL in entertaining private equity talks as well. Right. I mean, you, you can see the trend of where this is going. You know, it, I'd say a rational economic analyst would would say that the BBL going private equity is more a matter of um, when, when uh, if, than, yeah. than if, uh, unless something changes in mm. the strategic outlook of Cricket Australia, the ECB, and any other allies that mm. may look be looking to protect and continue to own their own space. The 
problem with the BBL as opposed to other T20 competitions is it's the only one in the major tournaments where Australia's best players are not available. And I think that comes yep. back to the secret of the Australian summer, which is that like we watch it um, holus bolus as a mass audience for about three or four weeks a year. I know it sounds really cynical, but we try and cram in the best of our cricket during that time. If we were open to more cricket for longer that would then start to compete with things like Aussie rules and NRL, etc., I think that we would get the result that we've seen the last few years, which is that like fans aren't turning up or watching it, right? Again, we've talked about the T20 World Cup here last yeah. year. It took place in November. It looked sparse, yeah. you know? So... Australia wants to own a space in the calendar and wants its best players available. Can that exist when you've got the three-peat issue of like test cricket, mm. BBL, and now the IPL trying to buy up more right, stuff? Exactly. Well, uh, I don't know. There's it only looks one like a, there. It looks like a trend to me. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. don't know. Uh, also, uh, good news for Indian fans and Rishabh Punt fans and Delhi fans that Rishabh Punt is expected to be playing for Delhi in next year's IPL. Anyway, so that auction is tonight. Um, just staying with India, um, the Australian women are playing a test match starting on Thursday, Pezza. Mate, I'm looking forward to this. Yeah, mate, 100%. So uh, India and Australia women, uh, their only test match starts on Thursday at the Wankhede. That's in Mumbai. So India have just beaten England by 347 runs in Mumbai, not at the Wankhede, but a different ground in Mumbai. Uh, England captain Heather Knight said this afterwards these conditions were extreme and i'd be surprised if we face those again unless we play another test in india in the near future which i'm not sure is the plan we want to get better in conditions we might face in bangladesh spin does dominate in the women's game and if we can improve that it will give us a big advantage so india made 428 four half centuries for india there and uh, another 49 to the captain Harmanpreet Kaur before england we're all out for 136 in the first inning. Thanks to Deepthi Sharma taking five for seven of 5.3 overs. Fuck. Um, she then also took four for 32 in the final innings. We played the match. Also scored 67 in the first innings as well. So fucking hell of a game for Deepthi Sharma. Uh, England won the T20 series 2-1 before the test match. Um, so this is a huge 12 months for women's cricket, generally speaking. Australia have this series um, plus. So... Um, Sorry, so it, uh, Australia series is this test match, three ODIs and three T20s. Um, so they've got this series in India, then a bilateral series in Bangladesh next year, in 2024, that is. Uh, then they will be defending champions, of course, for the T20 World Cup, which is also in Bangladesh, which is in September and October. So, uh, And also, like, women's cricket getting, uh, getting a little bit stronger across the board. I think Bangladesh just beat... Who was it? Did they just beat South Africa for the first time yeah. since like 2017 or something like that? Or maybe first time ever. Um, so, yeah. And uh, I know Lisa Healy uh, has said that those conditions are going to be really different to what uh, they expect. They obviously yeah. will be favourites because they're so good. But um, uh, hopefully a hell of a challenge. Hopefully hopefully, absolute ragger. I'm looking forward to the test on yeah. Thursday. That's it, honestly. It's, uh, and, and so India should to knock these uh, – to, to knock the women off. Yep. Just do it. Yep. And uh, let's see how we go because we've got a couple of spinners ourselves. So play on. Let's play. It's going to be good. Uh, South Africa and India are in their own series at the moment uh, in South Africa. So the three-match T20 series was tied 1-1. That was a wash with a washout in Durban in the first game. India won the first of three ODIs in Joburg yeah, two nights ago. Mm -hmm. um, there are two tests to come in Centurion and Cape Town. India, of course, have never won a test series in South Africa. Uh, a bit of India team news. Mo Shami is out of the test series for India with an ankle injury. Ishan Kishan, who had kept in the tests against the West Indies, in the West Indies when they smashed them over there. 
is also out of the tests after asking the BCCI to release him from the squad for personal reasons. So no Shami, no Ishan Kishan. Um, but uh, that is always a confusing one that India have never won a test series in South Africa. We thought this last summer when they when they went there in a three test series, India had obviously just beaten Australia uh, after the the what's uh, what we just called the Gabba series, you know, chasing three hundred and whatever it was, thanks to Rishabh Punt in that game. Uh, then they went to South Africa not long after, maybe a year after that, and they could not beat South Africa. South Africa won that series two one, I think it was, or yeah. Yeah, couldn't win them. So another opportunity here for South, uh, for India to have a first by winning there. But um, guess we'll see what happens with that. Uh, West Indies versus England T20s. Uh, the West Indies lead the five T20 match series 2-1 at the moment. They were uh, 2-0 up, but Phil Salt scored an unbeaten 109 of 56 to chase West Indies 222 with Good one player. ball to spare. Pressure appears to be mounting on Matthew Mott. Uh, generally speaking, because it's not been a great run. Uh, I read this this morning via Ali Martin. England players have been uh, uh, sequestered in their Port of Spain hotel after a man was shot dead yards from the front door of the building during their first night in Trinidad. The England and Wales Cricket Board security staff had already advised the players not to leave the Hyatt Regency except for their two scheduled matches, a pre-arranged round of golf and a single training session on Monday morning. But the severity of the threat was illustrated when a 47-year-old man was murdered at around 1.20am on Monday on Ryston Road, where the hotel is located. Jesus. That's by Ali Martin uh, in The Guardian, of course. Um, so, fucking hell, that's scary, yeah. man. Uh, I have never been to the West Indies. Um, no, not right. Uh, yeah. But uh, that is both, well, it's both uh, tragic and scary as fuck. Well, um, my favourite story coming out of the tour, if you don't mind me, please, um, was that Joffre Archer played for his uh, old Barbados school team. Yeah, that's right. Without telling the ECB. Yeah, Rob and, K. didn't uh, know and was told yeah, about in the interview. Yeah, yeah, and he took four for 18. <laughs> and, and, one of the, one, and one of the guys who got out <laughs> said, well... Said that both men were up, so it was space beyond the circle. Yeah. Uh, and he just, it was Stump's cartwheeling. Yeah. And he bowled a combination of um, pace spin and left arm spin. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Uh, so, um, ah, good to see jo- Joffrey coming back. I'd love to see him back. Yeah. Love to see him back. Anyway, I thought, right. I, thought that, I thought that was a good story. You have to watch the schoolboy team then. Yeah, good uh, point. Yeah, old Barbados. Are they a frog box? <laughs> Uh, hashtag ICGC is brought to you by Ponting Wines. You can use the code GETAFEW for 20% off. Pontingwines.com.au. If you can source yourself from Ponting Wines before Christmas, well, then now is the time. Pontingwines.com.au. Use the code GETAFEW for 20% off. GETAFEW, all one word. Now is the Christmas... It's, a, it's, a, it's, it's, it's time for Christmas. It's time person. for a splash. Bring round some Ponting Wines. Yeah. It's a conversation piece for a start. Yep. Get it right now. Stop what you're doing right now and get it right now. Get a few. Ponting and also use the code get a few yeah. for 20% off. Hey, boys, hashtag RTGC for you here, and I can keep this one anonymous due to the amount of respect I may, and he writes, lose. Mm-hmm. Lose. All the ongoing talk of noncery, and in your most recent RTGC episode 170-odd, 171, the chat about the bloke who gets erections from solar panel pats, LBW appeals, and sexual arousal from sport more generally brought back a memory from a few years that I can't tell whether it's funny, sad, or embarrassing – or a combination of the three. This story occurred when a few cricket mates and I found ourselves home alone with no adult supervision. And as all young adults do when they find themselves in these situations, we decided to experiment. Yeah. 
After purchasing some brownies off some dodgy friend of a friend, we all split out fair share and consumed. Shortly after ingesting, I found one of my mates was rolling around the tiles like a caterpillar and building pillow <laughs> forts <laughs> under pool table. And we all thought to ourselves, what have we got ourselves into? My brownies took a while to kick in, but fuck me when they did. They hit harder than a truck. I'm sure there's a cricket joke about a heavy ball I can put there, but I'm not funny or charismatic enough for that. And when I say hard, I mean look at yourself in the mirror and can't see a single filament white in your eye. Yeah. After some crazy high antics, I found myself on a couch by myself, incapable of moving. After becoming one with the couch for some time, I had the bright idea of wonder what cricket like might be like right now. Crow's feet, I know. Regardless, I began to shadow bat. Let me tell you, boys, it was awesome. Now, for context, I hate cricket and suck, but this imaginary innings made me feel like a junior again. That unrivaled joy and happiness for anything cricket and utter domination with stick in hand was invigorating. Shot after shot, I was scoring at all corners of the ground. One ball would be perfect forward defence and the next a perfect pull shot, rolled wrists and all. I was Bradman in my head, but to my mates, it all probably looked was a bit Stephen Hawking having a net session. I was still melded to the chair and, my only and, and only my wrists and forearms were in motion. But it didn't matter. I was the greatest batsman to ever play. I urged my teammates they needed to try it. Boy, shadow bat, it's great. They were not so game and probably thought I was nuts. I'm faced by their crow's feet gaze towards me. I carried on with my innings until it happened. The bowler had fucked up. Has he seriously just done that? Almost disgusted. How dare he bowl that to me? The ball was about fifth stumpish and very drivable. The bowler just served up the ultimate half volley. It happened in slow motion. My front, my front foot strided confidently forward. My head stretched towards the ball and bang! An explosion in more than one way, right out of the middle of the bat, middle of the middle of the bat. It was one of those cover drives the pros play when it hits the grass. It literally sticks and accelerates towards the rope like a bullet. I must have enjoyed it that much. As I had made contact with the ball, I felt my penis start to pulsate and contract, <laughs> which then led to the warm, fuzzy feeling. The fuck? Did I just ejaculate? <laughs> no, it can't be surely. An explosion indeed. <laughs> Is this for real? Oh, I haven't read this. <laughs> I swiftly snapped out my euphoric and apparently erotic trance to check my pants for an oopsie. <laughs> <laughs> Only to find myself the most flaccid I have ever been. I don't think I could get hard if I tried. My conclusion to this is that I was high, as I was high, my brain had simulated an orgasm and had associated that with the feeling of the perfect cover drive. The fuck is wrong with me? Wow. My brain subconsciously links the supposed pinnacle of human pleasure to a fucking cover drive. Do other people in other sports have this? Is a soccer player simulating orgasms about a free kick outside the box, perfectly clearing the wall and dipping into the top corner? This hasn't happened to me yet, by the way. Uh, um, so, yeah, that's my story. Sorry for it being a long one, and I guess the only reasonable question I have is here goes I did biceps at the gym yesterday why do my tries hurt <laughs> P.S. if you're actually in contact with the AFP this is all alleged and it's definitely not a real story P.P.S. it is but I don't want to end up on a watch list I swear I'm normal-ish cheers boys a definite anonce what the fuck I mean I mean we've all seen you know some great cover drives over the years Damien Martin comes to mind Ricky Ponting pull shots you know it's just I'm just thinking of some of like Ro Roblinder 2's greatest hits basically yeah. you know and who hasn't been, you know, uh, uh, cover-driven to completion upon watching some of the greats do it? But when you do it yourself, I mean, that that sounds like that could be a medical issue that needs investigating mm. further. Uh, yeah, like, to me, I, I'm curious about this. I may have a guess, but um, it, it's all, uh, like, I always thought it was a figure of speech. Yeah. You know, like cover-drive to completion. <laughs> yeah. 
I've always wondered, like, whether people actually get erections over <laughs> yeah. sporting attainment, right? Like, personally, or even watching it. It doesn't happen for me. No. When a nonce here yeah. says he was perfectly flaccid after it, yeah. I, I thought that would have been further confirmation that he <laughs> did indeed ejaculate. Yeah, that's happening. Uh, there are usually other, you know, symptoms there as well. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, um, I wouldn't be checking that out. Like, I think if you could bring yourself to a simulated orgasm yep. while on drugs playing a cover drive, yep. that's a... Play that's on, a, you say? That, that's a gift in life. I wouldn't be ashamed of it. Because, like, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm in such a state. I take mm. myself to a creative state where I can simulate an orgasm after playing a cover drive that I actually couldn't hit in real life. In fact, I look like Stephen Hawking, <laughs> according to his friends. That's the copy of his friends. So I'd, I'd regard that as a... <laughs> so funny with... Our guest having just arrived hearing this. But I'd be uh I'd be regarding that as a gift that yeah, you have okay. in your life. Because I can't I can't imagine myself if I was to uh, ingest some brownies yeah. for my own reasons. Yeah. One, I couldn't imagine myself using that feeling to be playing cricket. Yep. But if I did and I was able to simulate an orgasm, I'd be really happy with that outcome. Well, we are all looking for gifts this Christmas period. So if you can in some way gift that to a loved one, then there are options available. Also, other gifts are also available. Have a wonderful Christmas. Uh, thank you as always for joining TJC here. See you guys in Melbourne for the live shows. Tickets available for Sydney. See you guys real soon on the internet. Cheers.